This episode is sponsored by Moving Beyond the Page Homeschool Curriculum, How Children Want to Learn. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com. Welcome to the Savvy Homeschool Moms podcast, episode number 48. In this episode, the moms catch you up on what's going on in their lives in the long interim since their last episode and share three more day-in-the-life interviews, including one with a mom in Ireland. <laughs> mom, where's my math Honey, where's my glasses? Mom, can I have a drink? Why is a dog wearing a tutu? Honey, is this one of your science projects in the fridge? I'm hungry. I'm Tina. I'm Becky. And, and we're here the Savvy Homeschool Moms. So, Tina, what's the time code this week to skip to the end of our chit-chat? 34 minutes, 45 seconds. So, Becky, what have you guys been up to? So much. No, not really. <laughs> um, it's been a while since we've recorded, but we really haven't been doing a whole lot. Um, yeah. We went on a really cool field trip to the planetarium. We're really lucky in that the local university here has a uh, Fresno State. Go Bulldogs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm a former Bulldog. I'm Bulldog pride. Okay. Um, actually, I'm... Uh, off topic, but I've been a bulldog since the beginning. I was in a bulldog in junior high, high school, and in college. It's kind of weird. Wait, so, oh, you mean the other the other schools? Were yeah, my other school. Oh, I was confused. Like, you didn't live in Fresno then? <laughs> no, that's what makes it really, really weird. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've been a bulldog all the way through, so that's kind of bizarre. But they have a really awesome planetarium there. <laughs> yeah. And um, so we went and saw this really cool show about um, a girl science fair project and it was too big to fit inside the building and so the her father was experiencing it so he had to ride his bike and it was like a scale model of the universe across their town oh neat yeah it was really neat and at each stop he got to learn a little bit about each planet and stuff and and i think everyone enjoyed it we enjoyed it maybe that's what she did i was really glad you guys were able to take her (laughs) yeah yeah it was it was fun and um then i guess next door there's a little science museum now i don't remember the science museum being there before i mean like oh you weren't on the last one i guess yeah we went went there last time it's really cute yeah they have a they have a a tiny little tesla coil there Uh uh, all sorts of neat sciencey stuff and the kids had a really good time the downside is we only had an hour like yeah that's not very much yeah, and, like, she had her watch on, man, and she was, like, five minutes, and, like, oh, she's sticking to it, which was sad. Aw. Um, otherwise, great time, and um, really enjoyed it, and sad that you didn't make it. But... I know, Tyrion's drumming lesson was at the same time, and I didn't really think he should miss it. But... Yeah. And oh, there well. were plenty of moms there to keep an eye on Maven and make sure that... Um... Oh, because she's so much trouble. <laughs> I know. She wanders off all the time. <laughs> She was awesome. For those who don't know, she's almost 14. So she's she's past the having to keep an eye on her all the time at phase. <laughs> I got that great picture of the girls sitting there with looking at the cell phone. Right, right. This is what they do at the, at the museum. But yeah. they were actually looking up some information about oh, something cool. that was going on. So it was neat. We also went on a field trip to the Big Fresno Fair. Um, that's the local county fair that happens every October, and they have this awesome Education Days program that you get to get in for free. And so we went to that, uh, what, last Thursday, I guess, uh, like the second day of the fair. 
and um, we were our favorite part is always the baby animals. Like they always have like the sheep that are having babies, and they have all the chicks and the stuff. But this year, the, there wasn't as many baby animals. There were zero baby sheep that we saw. Oh, those are the cutest. I know. I'm just guessing none of them were born yet. It was only oh, the second yeah. day. Sure. And uh, but and there were the chicks, you know, they usually have that big thing set up with the, the chicks. Yeah. yeah, they didn't have the incubator with the Aww. chicks set up. And there was only like four baby pigs. Um, so that was kind of disappointing. But uh, other than that, we had a really good time. Um, we enjoyed um, walking around, and we went. We went to the Gems and Minerals Building, which is always our favorite building. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were, I don't know, seven schools packed in there or something. Oh, so we were like, "Ah, no, we're gonna go." And so we we walked around because we're like, at some point they have to go back. Oh yeah to where they came from and we'll just go and see it when they and then when we came back it was almost empty like all the kids were i guess they'd gotten on their buses and gone back to school oh that's what i heard is like after lunchtime they take off yeah that's what i figured that that right about lunchtime they have i know they eat lunch there because there's that whole area Mm -hmm. for them to do that but they they all disappeared it was really kind of eerie and cool at the same time (laughs) um and oh i was trying to take pictures for our friend tiffany she mm-hmm. writes for the Fres Yes blog, uh-huh. and she needed some pictures of the fair at the daytime. In the daytime, because she went at night, and so um, I was trying to take a picture of this turkey because it was a really photogenic turkey, and I kept <laughs> trying to eat my phone. Oh, funny! <laughs> so I got this great picture of this uh, iPhone eating turkey. <laughs> <laughs> So that was fun. Enjoyed the fair. Um, our scheduling is going really super well still. I, I know in the last episode we had just started and I was really um, happy with how it's going. And I am still happy with how it's going. So that's cool. cool. I feel like we're getting an appropriate amount of work done and the kids aren't feeling super overwhelmed with what's expected of them. And um, I'm able to um, keep on top of everything. Like I don't have too much to grade all at once or what have you. So that's nice. And let's see what else. Oh, so remember back in the day when you would talk on the phone with your friends forever yeah. and you stuck like I had in the a living teen room? line in my house back <gasps> in the 80s. <laughs> oh my gosh, you lucky thing. I didn't have one of those until high school, but uh, Well, that was high school. Yeah, but you you know, you would you would have to sit there and you would be stuck to the wall because you had a mm-hmm. cord. Oh yeah. Off. Well, those they, really really long ones that would get tangled up. Yes, yes. <laughs> in the kitchen. It was always in the kitchen. <laughs> With a swinging door. Yeah. Oh, no, we didn't have a swinging door. (laughs) I was just going to say we didn't have a kitchen door, but we did have a kitchen door. It was just never closed. Like, it was always open, so it seemed like there was no door there. (laughs) We... I don't even think we had a phone in the kitchen growing up. I think the only phone... We had one upstairs in Mom's room and one downstairs, and that was it. Oh, those really early cordless phones that were always like... (laughs) You know, stand right right by the base. (laughs) I actually remember um, so long ago when we actually got our phone from the phone company. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was like a rotary dial. Like, oh. <laughs> you know, the ones you see on TV, the big heavy ones that, you know, we bash people over the head with them, those oh, kind. Oh, funny. We actually got it from the phone company. Oh, how funny. I didn't know they used to give them out. How funny. Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Boy, I was um, old or what? <laughs> I know. I was so, I, yeah. My first phone number was Arizona 7449. Oh, God, we're not that old. We're <laughs> not that old. But I'm old <laughs> enough that I, I've seen three area code changes from my parents' house. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. But anyway, so Danny got her own phone now. Mm-hmm. And she spends all of her time FaceTiming with uh, with her friends, which I find really amusing. It's like Skype 2.0 now. Instead of just talking, they're, they're actually looking. And she puts her like in a little, she has a little holder. She puts a little holder, talks to Saren while she's drawing or whatever. And it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. So, and and what's really funny is I have Tiffany texting me. That's Saren's mom. Um, is uh, are Danny and Saren FaceTime? Because I keep hearing Saren talking in her room, and I can't tell if she's talking to someone or the cat. <laughs> <laughs> Which I find really amusing that her mom thinks it's faster to text me and ask me than it is to go and knock on the door and find oh, out. right. Because <laughs> we all actually prefer to text now. We're all very texty, yes. We're so past that whole talking on the phone thing. Right. When you get mature, you text. No. <laughs> yeah. Not really, huh? I know. Have you seen some of the things too. I text? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so mature. I'm really excited that I have a keyboard that makes GIFs. <laughs> I can actually have entire conversations just in GIFs now. Nice. Yes, it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> nice. Um, oh, we've been totally slacking on The Amazing Race. I feel oh, really no. bad. Like, we haven't seen any of them yet. None at all? No, none at all. Not even like, the first one? No. Wow. Oh, because every time I like think well, we should watch The Amazing Race, I come out and Jack's watching Mythbusters and Danielle's watching Good Eats. And I'm like, ah. You better watch get it. on and watch it with me because we're live. I'm live tweeting during it. It's I know. I, I'm trying really hard not to read the tweets, which is hard because I help. Well, I don't give any spoilers. Account, I don't give spoilers, but you don't want to read other people's. That's right. For sure. Right. It's, it's kind of hard funny enough to, to avoid spoilers on other things, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny because like I'm I'm whenever there's a, somebody says something funny, there's I, I always have to write it. And then a bunch of other people wrote it, too. And we're all cracking up over it. <laughs> Yeah, one of the ladies had to stick her butt over the side of the, of the it's not a spoiler don't worry because she had to pee and they were in the middle of this the the uh in london and they were doing one of those um what do they call punting they're on a boat she's like i really have to pee and she sticks her butt out. no <gasps> she like peed off the side of the boat well she actually went in the water and everybody's <laughs> oh my so they had goodness. a hashtag got it when you gotta go you gotta go <laughs> I was rolling. It was hysterical. That's yeah, you got to watch it. It's pretty funny. There's some pretty cool I, characters on there today, the, this season. Yeah, I think um, maybe we'll start tomorrow. Maybe we'll watch a couple episodes yeah, and try to get caught up. You only have three to catch up. So. I've been so bad. And, and, you know, Good Eats is on, is on, um, oh, Sister, Good Eats is on, is on um, Netflix or it's on, Net, yeah, Good Eats is on Netflix now. And so... Danielle's all obsessed with that at this point, and um, it, it, you know, I like Good Eats. It's a really good cooking slash science program. One where they're not screaming and yelling obscenities at the people. Like, what is that? The Master Chef or whatever? Master, well, the, mas- the regular Master Chef. But if you watch Master Chef Junior, actually, um, the guy who I suddenly can't think of his name is actually really awesome. Like, we watch Master Chef Junior, and he. It's the same like, guy. It's the same guy, yeah. Oh, you know, you could totally tell. I've never really watched the show, but just from the commercials, you could totally tell that guy plays it up, that they want him to yell and scream at Oh, yeah. It's but totally on MasterChef Junior, like, there was one scene where this girl was crying because her stuff wasn't cooking fast enough, and he comes over and he's like, no, it's okay, look, look, all you do is fill Aww. it halfway, and it cooks faster, and it'll be okay, and you can do this. And, like, like you feel like he really is rooting for these kids. Oh, it's yeah. really... Um, well, kids, certainly, yeah. Yeah, it... it like there was one kid on there, Jack, who we absolutely adored last season, and and like he was, he was really witty and really, um, really cool, and and you could tell that the guy really liked him, you know, and mm-hmm. and really wanted him to do well. And so, Master Chef Junior is actually a really good show. I didn't know that existed. That's cool. Yeah, Good Eats. Um, I, I'm guessing you haven't watched it. It's uh, it's Alton Brown who is the um the host on um, Iron Chef America. 
and he does um, he cooks, but he also does science. So like, I'm going to bake bread, and while I'm baking this bread, I'm going to explain to you how yeast works and oh, why it makes so cool. bread rise. And or I'm going to make this, and I'm going to explain to you why baking powder and baking soda are different. And, I, and he does like chemistry stuff and, nice. and all sorts of really cool stuff. And it's actually from like the Food Network. But um, where do you watch it? Netflix. Oh, it's all on Netflix. Oh, you it's did say Netflix, Netflix, didn't you? That's right. I, I did. Yeah. I checked with sister because I wasn't sure exactly what, what – because she has Netflix and she has uh, Hulu on her Kindle. So I wasn't sure what oh. she was watching it on. But, yeah, it's um, it's an excellent show with all sorts of great science stuff on it. And um, I have it on good good uh, authority from a friend of mine that they actually watch that in culinary school to learn stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. So and, and, and it's done in a way that you don't have to – it's not for like adults only. You know what I mean? Right. Like he explains it in a way that kids can understand what he's talking about too. Cool. And he makes really awesome stuff at the same time. Very cool. I might yeah. have to check that out. Maven's really into um, cooking. so Yeah. That would be a great combination of cooking and science. Cool. Good eats with Alton Brown. And of course, everybody knows Mythbusters. Mythbusters is awesome too. So I like feel like I don't want to interrupt those shows, yeah. So that you know we can watch uh, Amazing Race because I feel like they're already watching something, right? Well, and when you watch it on TV, you got to watch it with the commercials, which sucks. But it's kind of amusing to us because we almost we pretty much never see commercials. So that's the only time we ever see it is during Amazing Race. It's hysterical because yeah, we, we're laughing at them. <laughs> there's no way in the world we would watch it in real time because then I'd have to actually hook up that cable box. Thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the only time we actually use the TV now because my kids don't even watch PBS on the TV anymore. Everything's through the Roku now. So yeah, that's what I. We don't even bother with having the cable box hooked up because we don't use it yeah. to watch anything. I mean, we watch everything either streaming through Play On or we watch it with uh, on Hulu or on Netflix. And now, oh, uh, um, so for my birthday, I'm getting a Chromecast. I don't know what that is. It's the it's the thing that that Google put out, and it's kind of like the the. Um, Roku, except oh. you can stream what's on your computer screen. Oh, that's nice. So you don't have to have a plug-in to do that then. Right. It just okay. – well, you have a plug-in in Chrome. So oh, okay. on your computer, like on my laptop, I would have a plug-in in Chrome, and I can actually mirror my laptop screen on my TV set. Well, that's handy. Which, which is nice because there's some movies that I've found streaming that I can't get to stream through the Roku, and so then I end up having to watch them on my laptop, and it's mm-hmm. kind of a pain. So the Chromecast – negates the need to watch it on my laptop i can just watch it on my tv which is cool and completely and totally off topic so (laughs) (laughs) we've already rambled a lot (laughs) i know i'm sorry i haven't even started and you know i'm gonna ramble (laughs) listeners aren't you glad we give you that time code i know right (laughs) (laughs) it's been a while since we've recorded though so you know yeah can't say it's been a while since we've talked since we just saw each other yesterday but i know (laughs) Plus, if they've gotten this far, then they're actually listening. They're not. They're not fast forwarding. If they're probably not going to fast forward at this point. Okay. <laughs> so, Tina, what have you been up to? Oh my gosh! Other than today being the most hellish day ever, but <laughs> it's just been one thing after another today. But I will not go into that. Don't worry. <laughs> we have been having lots of fun with games and crafts. Still, it's, that's still going quite well. And that, it kind of slowed down for a little bit, but now we're starting to pick back up again. So it's, it kind of goes in, in waves as, as things do. And, uh, oh, totally having fun with Family Flux. Thank you, Becky, for loaning You're that welcome. to us. And I have had Milborn sitting either in my bag or somewhere in my house where I could grab it and hand it to you when I saw you when you came over. And I still, three times now, I've forgotten it. Yesterday, if I had 
thought I would have grabbed it and brought it, but no, of course, I forgot again. <laughs> I know you want to borrow it, and I have I a do. second copy of it. <laughs> do you call it a copy when it's a game? Another uh, edition, another a, deck. I have another, another deck. deck. There you go. <laughs> I have two decks. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I will get that to you, I swear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so um, yeah, lots of fun having playing lots of games. That's been a lot of fun. Um, my new system of stations is still going quite well. And I finally reduced, reduced, reduced. Yeah, I reduced. <laughs> I, uh, okay. And I finally published uh, the blog post about the details of it. So you can head over to homeschoolrealm.com and see, um, I don't remember what, which, uh, what the name of the, the post was, but I'll put the link in the show notes. So you can see it. Um, I know I had said I'd have it ready by the time the last episode aired, and I think it was like a week before I actually did, after the episode came out. So I was like, whoops, sorry. Whoops. Um, but it's out now, finally. Been out for a couple of weeks. Um, so, And I'm really excited because I've had several emails from people already, or com- emails and comments from people saying that they're really digging it. So I, I, it's working for us, and if it helps other people, great! So, uh, yeah, we're having fun with the stations. Maven is trucking through it. She's she's doing a really amazing job. Tyrion, everything is difficult to get Tyrion to do these days. So yeah. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. I still have to sit on him to get him to do much of anything. And he actually is complaining, do I have to do the create station? I'm like, seriously? And Maven <laughs> looks at him and she's like, that's the best station. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, go make something with Lego. I don't care. I just want you to use that creative part of your brain for 10 minutes. I don't care. It doesn't, I'm not forcing you to go and create a huge structure or something, you know? <laughs> God. It's because he wants to get it all done fast so he can go play on the computer. Everything's like, about getting yeah. it done as fast as possible. I'm like, no, buddy, that's not how it works. You don't earn we time by see. doing two and a half minutes of work and get an hour on the computer. Doesn't work that way. <laughs> You know? have that same problem here. Ah, he's trying to get out of everything. So anyway, I just got to make it through this phase <laughs> until the next one that drives me nuts even more. <laughs> <laughs> ah, but yeah, no, it, it works. When, it's, when I sit with him, I find it works really well for him if I sit with him and keep him on track and, and focus on him. He really needs his mommy time still, even though he's nine. It seems like an old, older age. You know, he seems like a big kid. He is a big kid. But he's still young enough, and he's quite immature for nine. Um, so he still needs me to sit with him. And I don't have to do everything for him, but even just sitting there. So when he needs help, he can immediately get it. And I don't have to get up and walk across the room. Then I'm not annoyed with him constantly, too, which helps. Because right. <laughs> if I'm in the middle of something and he has to keep interrupting me, then mommy's not in a good mood. <laughs> right. So I just got to get off my stuff. Stop doing the dishes, whatever, and go in there and sit with him. And then he doesn't have a problem with it. So. <laughs> Anyway, uh, let's see. Oh, and I've been using the the Home Routines app, which I have been talking about a lot since the beginning of this podcast, and it's been helping me again. I, I, I go in waves. I go and I use it for a while, and I stop for a while, and I'm back into using it again, and it's really been helping me a lot lately. So I'll put that link in the show notes again for people who may have missed that the umpteen million other times I've talked about it. <laughs> Home Routines app, it's very worth the. I think it's like a $5 app. It's not cheap, but um, I think it's very worth it. It's yeah. funny that we say $5 isn't cheap <laughs> for an app. You know, you think $5 is nothing, but for an app, that's a lot. So that, Yeah, for an app, that just seems like, wow, I really have to think about this. Yeah, exactly. It's like, wait. And then I think about it and I go, wait, it's 5 bucks. I could, like, go and buy drinks at McDonald's and a couple of fries and, like, 
<laughs> in no time, you know, and then it's gone. So right. I don't know. Anyway, from their website, I just wanted to read Home Home Routines is an app for what we like to call repeaty stuff. I love that. Repeaty stuff. You create yeah. lists of jobs that need to be done around the same time or on the same day. These lists are called routines. These appear to remind you when you need them and when you mark each task as complete, you get a gold star. The the actual checking off of a list is what gets me. I need to uh, like I like that. I like that feeling complete. Oh, dunch, dunch. <laughs> yeah. That makes me feel good. Usually I like to do it by hand, but then I have to recreate my list every day, and so that's a pain. So it works nicely cuz and then you can also drag and drop the like as I'm going, I'm like, well, this works better to do before this. So I just really quickly and easily can move it. So it's getting me into a routine. It's nice. So it's working yeah. out quite well and keeping me on task finally. I've even put my all my weekend planning routine into it. So it's helping me a lot. So, of course, I'll probably never be 100% on task. But, you know, <laughs> you even, the best you can. even 50% is huge for me. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I feel accomplished. <laughs> uh, let's see. Since we last talked, we also created the Savvy Homeschool Moms discussion group on Facebook. That was really fun. We've got some pretty cool discussions going on over there. So we'll put the link in the show notes or just do a search for Savvy Homeschool Moms um, group and you'll see it. Um, that's pretty fun. We've, we created that so that there's a group that people can create their own discussions and not just talk about the show, but other things as well. Anything homeschooly. So yep. you can head over there. Uh, let's see. Our ERCLC classes began. And for those people who are not aware, um, ERCLC is Eleanor Roosevelt Community Learning Center, which is our homeschool charter that Becky and I have our kids enrolled in. Um, we have enrichment classes twice a week um, for three weeks and then a week off for meetings. But um, And we go there every week and have a blast. And they just started. They have new classes. There's a new location that we're at now, which we're all very excited about. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, it's very cool because it's a lot bigger than the other, the other place where we were renting space from. So we have lots of space now. And there are clubs that we're doing in the mornings now. And I've been leading the Needlework Club and the Origami Club. And that's been a lot of fun. It's only like a half an hour before classes on Mondays and Wednesdays. So Maven and I are having fun. My mom even comes in and helps out with the Needlework Club. We've done all kinds of finger knitting in there. That's been fun. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We finally got a microscope. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so exciting. Great big thank you to Blair Lee for helping me pick it out and to Pandia Press for their sponsorship that helped fund it. <laughs> Yay! Yay! I'm excited to, to be able to try out all of the um, Blair and Pandia Press's microscope labs now. Um, Blair is the author of Biology 2 and what other one? Was chemistry. Other one? Chemistry also. Chemistry 2? guessing no there's no just chemistry one. Yeah, just, just chemistry, chemistry one. one okay anyway she's the author of that and since we had her on the show i have been in contact with her quite regularly on facebook <laughs> <laughs> especially when i was shopping for a microscope and she helped me pick it out so very cool we've used it a couple times but uh i need to get in there and get those la get into the labs and 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 really get a full feeling for this thing so it's brand new to me. I've never, I don't remember even using a microscope in high school. I must have, but I don't remember anything about it. So, and plus technology yeah. is totally different now. So ours hooks up to, you can hook it up to the computer and you can see it on the, on the computer screen. So I, I have to get in here and it didn't come with a, a, a manual. So I'm having to dig around on the internet to find out how to use the stupid thing. So <laughs> it didn't come with a manual. No, but it came with a disc that has a program. And I thought maybe that might have the manual. And it said in on Amazon that it came with a manual. I think I'm going to contact them and see if it's supposed to have a manual. Cause it said on the Amazon description that it had a, a manual, but it didn't. 
so I got to find that out. But um, most of the stuff is pretty standard for microscopes. So except for that that one part where I got to figure out how to hook it up to the <laughs> to the computer. I don't know how to do that yet. And there's a uh-huh. whole complicated program that came with it that I don't know anything about it yet. So I <laughs> find the time to sit down and teach myself how to use this thing because I looked Might it be up. A good plan. I was like, what do I do? I don't know. I don't have time for this. Click close it up. <laughs> Make a whole weekend to figure it out. I think. Yeah. Let's see. I'm really tired of all the hot weather. Oh, Here we are, goodness. October 12th. And what's the temp today? Wait, let me look. It is... I have to wake up my phone. And it is right now 88 degrees. Woohoo, Fresno. Yeah. <laughs> 88 degrees. It's still been in the 90s most days. Uh, in fact, it was pretty darn... It didn't actually get into the triple digits, but it was like 99 <laughs> recently. So those of you in cooler states, enjoy. <laughs> yeah, we're jealous. We are sweating over here. I had to put the AC on again today. I was like, this is ridiculous. But next week, it's supposed to be... By the end of the week, it's supposed to be getting down into the 80s. And I actually think I saw one day that was going to be in the 70s. So 97 on Monday. Oh, God. <laughs> It's just depressing. By the time it gets this late in the season, I'm just like, it's been a, um, well, not quite, but it's, what, three weeks into fall, and we have yet to have fall weather. I know, it's (laughs) craziness. It's serious craziness. Like, this, every Halloween here in Fresno reminds (laughs) me of the Halloween back when I was in high school, and I was the Phantom of the Opera, and I was out. I wasn't trick-or-treating because I was in high school. I was just out with friends. But I had, I didn't realize at the time, but I had bronchitis. Oh, no. And so I had like a hundred and something degree temperature. Uh And I had my Phantom of the Opera mask on and I was just pouring sweat under my, because I was wearing a tuxedo because I owned a tuxedo when I was in high school. And (laughs) um, I, you know, I had my Phantom of the Opera mask on and everything. I was just pouring sweat and I thought I was going to die. That's every (laughs) Halloween. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everyone. It's pretty much a given. It's going to probably not be cold. Um, sometimes, every once in a while, it's cooler. But in general, it, but you really can't count on the weather. You really have no idea. I know Maven's birthday is in November, November fourth, four days after Halloween, and um, her party is usually whatever the Saturday is after that. And um, it's hit or miss whether or not we can have an outdoor party. We've only had, I think twice have we had it outdoors but we probably could have done it more but you never know if it's going to be cold or hot or well warm it's not really cold, uh, hot by that point but uh, by our standards but it, it can actually there have been years this won't be one of them but there have been years when it's rained so it's it's like i don't know are we gonna do it it's hard to plan a party when you're not sure if it's gonna be inside or outside exactly <laughs> so it's like ah so but anyway that actually leads me into the uh maven's that's the next big thing is our we're busy planning maven's next birthday extravaganza because you know if you've listened to us for any length of time you know that we do parties birthday parties huge in this family and maven is planning a doctor who themed party of course of course so she's actually been doing a lot of planning i haven't really done anything except i've scanned pinterest a couple of times for ideas but she's pinned just about everything that's on the doctor who um, board that i have on there put it on her ipod touch so that she can do the searching feel pretty confident in pinterest i've ne- I've yet to see anything inappropriate on pinterest yet so i feel pretty confident letting her yeah. browse on there they're pretty good about keeping that stuff yeah up. it seems like they are and plus it's it's cool because she's been posting all kinds of or pinning all kinds of, of ideas for her party and oh my gosh we have so many cool ideas it's just a matter of narrowing them down and plus she's been making hoovian crafts like crazy so today we went out and looked for, well, she, we were primar- primarily looking for cardboard to be able to make her Minecraft party. Uh, Minecraft, 
Halloween costume. I can talk today. (laughs) (laughs) And um, uh, she's going to be Alex. Have you seen the new skin? It's a girl skin. I haven't. You guys were talking about it, but I I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it. Well, I've seen pictures that she's shown me, but I haven't, like, seen anybody using that skin yet. But it's it's a girl. It's supposed to be androgynous, I guess, but it's got, like, a side ponytail so (laughs) if the ponytail was maybe in the back I could say maybe it was a boy but it's kind of off to the side so it kind of looks kind of girly to me but who knows (laughs) but um she's she's just declared that it's a girl and that's what she she wants to be so we had to go look for cardboard for that and while we were at it we were like well we need extra cardboard to make things for her party too so haven't found a fridge box yet for the TARDIS but we will oh Uh we will (laughs) that's gonna be fun uh, let's see what else. Oh, a whole lot of finger knitting going on over here. As I said, we do in the needlework club in the mornings on Mondays and Tieran and Maven both have gotten into doing finger knitting and I actually got into it a little bit too. And that is a lot of fun. I even did a search and, um, made a new board on my Pinterest account actually for crafts or different projects you can do with finger knitting. Cause really it's like a scarf and what else, you know? So right. like, there's gotta be really creative people out there that can, come up with some cool ideas so I found a couple of cool ideas for using finger knitting just, just google finger knitting projects and you'll find different ideas there's not a ton but there's some pretty cool things weaving it to make it into like a, a rug and it's kind of cool yeah so we'll see where it'll go from here but it's a that's a fun thing to teach little ones because it's not not super hard and they they just especially if you use really fat yarn I discovered the six is it is it called six weight? I know I know it was a number six. Do you know uh, you're you're more into knitting than a I am. Six is actually the size of a needle as opposed to a yarn size. You're looking well, at like worsted weight or you know. Uh, I don't know. I just had know it had a six on the the fat yarns that I was looking at. It was a number six. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, number six, whatever. If you see a yarn with a six, that's a fat yarn. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was comparing the numbers, and that was the one that was the fat yarn, and those worked really well with the little ones because it it fills in really quickly. Uh, let's see, and we are watching the new Doctor. Very exciting. <laughs> Finally getting. I mean, I've 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 liked him, but it's still I hadn't really embraced him fully yet. But I'm starting. He's he's starting to. I like him. I like him more. I like him more. I don't like him as much as David and Matt, but um, I like him now. So it's pretty cool. Especially the the last couple of ones I think have been really good. So that's yes. nice. I don't think they did a very good for the first. The first one wasn't super fabulous, I didn't think. See, but, I like the first one. The only one I didn't like was the Robin Hood one. Really? Yeah, yeah, I wasn't. I thought it was kind of funny, but yeah, it wasn't great. But I understand the whole point of it was establishing his personality and stuff yeah. and how he's going to interact with other people. But it was kind of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Doctor Who season eight is what we're talking about for people who are not Whovian, So, <laughs> um, But anyway, we are very um, much into watching that regularly every week. In fact, I just watched the Mummy episode from yesterday, and I, I don't think Tieran's going to watch that. Have you seen that one yet? I have. That Mummy, I think, will freak him out, but I think Maven might be able to handle it. So I think that's one that I'm going to keep from him, but I'll let her watch. So I think she she would be fine with it. But that was a really good – I like that. That was pretty yeah, darn good. Yeah, it was good. a really good episode. I like that a lot. Oh, and Clara's hair. Oh, that was very cute. She, oh, my gosh. I loved Clara's hair so that much. That was very cute on her. But uh, let's see. Oh, and we're back to homeschooling with The Amazing Race. So not only are we watching Amazing Race, but we've actually been doing pretty good at watching different videos and 
I found, I'm not going crazy with it trying to find like unit studies or anything like I, I've learned my lesson. I never get to those. So, <laughs> but, but we have been watching some videos. Like I learned a lot about the Virgin Islands um, that I, I apparently knew nothing about the Virgin Islands. Zip, zero, zilch. I, I knew I'd heard of them and I'd seen them in the Olympics, but I didn't know anything about them. So that was fascinating learning about the Virgin Islands, the, the U.S. Virgin Islands. But um, did you see the video that somebody posted on our homeschooling with the Amazing Race group? That their son made. I saw it, but I didn't watch it yet oh, because, gosh, sure. as I said, we we haven't watched. The oh, that's yet, true. So it's just about the very first episode, so you, you should watch it after you watch the first episode. Okay. But I don't think it really. Well, he might have done had some spoilers. I don't remember. But anyway, it was so good. He he actually did a whole little educational clip about stuff that he learned about the Virgin Islands, and it was so well produced too. It wasn't like. I can't stand watching some of those really low budget. Not that it, they have to have a high budget, but you know, at least get a decent microphone. Don't use the mic on your laptop to record. You know, like, that's just really, really bad audio. Or I don't know. Anyway, this this was really well produced. You could tell. I think his dad helps him with it because it looked like his dad was um, listed in the credits. So anyway, it's very cute. Oh, it kind of reminded me of a young Solon. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like a friend of ours. So, but anyway, so Friday nights are our Amazing Race night, and I'm live tweeting with the Amazing Race. So if anybody is on watching, uh, we're Pacific time, so we'll be watching at eight o'clock Pacific time. So whatever that ends up being for you guys, I'm tw- I'm live tweeting on our Savvy Homeschool Moms. What's it called? It's called Savvy Homeschool, I think, on there, right? Isn't that our? Um, yeah, I can check right now. Username, because I don't think Moms fit. I think we were like one. one oh, yeah. We're Savvy Homeschool on Twitter, yeah. Because Savvy Homeschool Mom wouldn't quite cut it. Because yeah, <laughs> those three extra letters were going to be. Well, I think we, we were able to go all the way up to the last M, but it wouldn't let us add the S. <laughs> so. Yeah, and there's two of us, so we decided to go with yeah. just Savvy Homeschool. Exactly. So, Savvy Homeschool. So, you can find us on Twitter, and I'm live tweeting um, every. Friday night, 8 p.m. Pacific time. And I'm having a blast quoting some of these crazy things that they're saying and hysterical. Laughing about people peeing over the boats and stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> having a lot of fun with that. So, And let's see. Lastly, we went to the Han- Hanford Renaissance Fair, which is a local event that, that they stopped for a while and are started up again. I'm happy to see because it's a really cool event. And that was a lot of fun. And we got to see some of our friends performing. We have friends. Becky and I have friends who are one of them. Courtney is a drummer. I guess and and Lydia who is a uh, our resident belly dancer so yep. they did a I guess I didn't know that it was like an Egyptian thing or is that was that just for the um for the fat for the I believe that particular troupe is just for uh, that particular troupe is put together that way just for the Renaissance Festival but she has several different groups that she dances with and oh, okay because I know she performs like at a Middle Eastern restaurant or something she does at Yahala and yeah um, I gotta get to go see her one of these days because they can be tons of fun she didn't actually perform when we were there. She was drumming. So I was sad. I was like, oh. And she's like, well, we could do it for you later when you come by the camp. And then we just didn't think of it again. So that's fine. Yeah. But we got to see other people dancing and, and Courtney drumming and Lydia was drumming too. And that was fun. And we got to see Solon. So that was cool. Cool. Yeah. So that was really fun. Um, let's see. And lastly, I just wanted to mention, um, because it's something that I posted on our Facebook page recently that, uh, first of all, if you haven't liked us yet on Facebook, you should go check us out, uh, facebook.com forward slash savvy homeschool moms. And once you've liked us and, or if you've already liked us, just go over there, hover over the like button and choose get notifications because the way Facebook does things now, if you're not interacting with us, you're not going to see us in your newsfeed and only like a, what like a two percent of our light the people who follow us are actually getting our 
um, posts in their feed. And we don't post a huge, gigantic amount, so I don't feel like we're, like, bombarding you. But if you do that, that will help, actually, to get the the posts to be seen. The more people that interact with us, um, the more people see it. So if you do that so that it comes into your newsfeed so you see it and then you like it and try to comment on it when you can, and then that will mean that more people are going to actually get to... It actually ups our... Well, I don't know. What do they call that? There's, like, a word for that. I can't think of what it's called, but... Um, that we get more coverage. We get seen more. So yes. if you could do that, that would be wonderful. <laughs> that would be awesome. Okay, so now we'd like to give some time to our sponsors. This episode of the Savvy Homeschool Moms is brought to you by Moving Beyond the Page, the homeschool curriculum that I use for science, social studies, and language arts. I get to read great books, do creative projects and activities, and learn critical thinking skills. Learn more at www.movingbeyondthepage.com and use the coupon code SAVVYMOMS for free shipping on your next order. And by Math Mammoth, the math curriculum all the Savvy Homeschool kids are using. Math Mammoth offers affordable, high-quality, mastery-based works texts and workbooks for grades 1 through 7. Our moms love that it fosters independent learning since the work texts are nearly self-teaching, requiring very little teacher preparation. Check out free samples and placement tests and learn more at mathmammoth.com. Click Buy at Coggy and enter the code SAVVYMOMS to save 25% off your order. This episode also sponsored by Pandia Press, publishers of comprehensive science and history curriculum. We love the hands-on labs incorporated into Real Science Odyssey and the fun projects that we do with History Odyssey. Pandia Press offers a fantastic try before you buy on their website so you can see how the program works for yourself. Visit pandiapress.com for more information. So now we'd like to share with you our day in the life interviews with Jason, Veronica, and Emer. So today we are very happy to interview Veronica. Um, Veronica, why don't you tell us a little bit about your family, your children, like their ages, where you live, that kind of thing. Okay, well, I live in Ventura County, and I have a 13-year-old girl and a 10-year-old girl. And we've been homeschooling for about eight years now. Awesome. That was my next question. (laughs) 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 Wonderful. And so why did you choose to homeschool? Um, it's kind of funny. I, I always kind of think I fell into homeschooling. I um, was a public school teacher before I had kids. And of course, like then I you know, didn't have any kids. And I thought all homeschoolers were kind of just off the planet, you know, just like either <laughs> were like super, super crazy hippie off the grid types or super <laughs> crazy fundamentalist, you know, right. uh, very secluded types. And so I just thought, oh, I'd, that's something I'd never do. And there's so many great schools. And anyway, um, then when I got pregnant with my eldest one, we moved out to Ventura County from where we lived before, and I joined this, um, it's actually an adult school program, but it's a, almost like a preschool, and it was run very much like a co-op, and 
So a lot of the families there went into homeschooling and it just kind of seemed something, you know, I started to become more interested in it and I used to visit the park days and it just seemed kind of like a natural flow from the program we were already in because we were very involved. Like I said, the preschool was like a co-op, so we were always there and very active and involved with the kids. And they actually had, at the time my eldest one was there, um, they had a kindergarten, so she went to kindergarten there. And even in the kindergarten class, there was five parents every day. Everything was play-based learning, you know, and... um yeah. And so I just thought there's no way I could go to just a traditional school after this <laughs> where we lived. You know, we picked the neighborhoods because the schools were supposed to be really good. And um, I started, you know, meeting also through the La Leche League when my daughter oh, yeah. was young. A lot of the moms, you know, went into homeschooling then, too. And so it just started to pique my interest more. And I would, you know, like I said, I'd go to some of the park days. And there was even a mom who started a, a park day for, you know, people with preschoolers who were thinking of homeschooling or planned to homeschool. And so when um, I, you know, came to first grade for my daughter, my husband said, well, you know, just check out the local school still and see. And so I went to the school and I just wasn't impressed at all. And I thought, you know, I could do at least first grade. I knew because I was a first grade yeah. teacher. I can do this way better than what I saw. And mm-hmm. so um, I said, you know, let's give it a try. Let's try one time. And, you know, let's just try it the first year. Um, there was an open school, but in the next city over, and since we're out of district, I thought, well, I'll give it a try anyway. We didn't even make it into the wait list because we're out of district. So, I, you know, again, I told them, let's just give it a try. And we went to uh, the CHN, California Homeschool Network Conference. Oh, uh-huh. oh yeah, yeah. A woman named Diane Flynn-Keith, who isn't oh, giving yeah. talks anymore, but you guys have probably heard of her, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> this is a homeschooling 101 talk, and I made him come with me to that. And luckily that year it was right, like, pretty much across the street from where he worked and so he's like okay I'll come at lunch and we went to that and he just said okay yeah I think we should do this <laughs> and then we we've been doing it since she's been we've been homeschooling officially since she was in first grade and she's in eighth grade this year oh wow so yeah and my younger one has never been to school other than the co-op um, we went to and her kindergarten year they didn't have the kindergarten at the school anymore but she just went to the multi-age preschool class with other you know, kindergartners who were home, being homeschooled as well. And it was really nice because I take my, could take my older daughter there. And it just, it, it was just such a nice way um, to get started. And we're just really lucky too. In the community where we live, the, the cities all around us in Ventura County, there's a lot of homeschoolers and there's so many things to choose from. So we've never felt like we've missed out on anything. All right. That's fantastic. So we always like to ask um, what sort of educational philosophy you follow, if any. Um, like many, I, I'm the eclectic. I definitely feel eclectic, you know, more, I, I like to say I custom school more than homeschool because I really, I don't teach everything. My kids take a lot of classes too. And, um, I just, I, I'm really attracted to, I think I've seen Tina's, um, uh, on Tina's website, the, um, Charlotte Mason method. Oh, yeah. I really interested. And I, I love it. I went to a, a talk by a woman named Penny Gardner who oh, uh-huh. um, gave a great talk on Charlotte Mason. And I've always loved it and kind of aspire to do Charlotte Mason. Yeah. Like, really at all. But, I, you know, I just, that's more, I, I love literature based most, you know, and especially younger grades. I just find literature for everything we do. Oh, sure. And, um, but pretty much, I think my, my other, um, aspiration is to be an unschooler like I have so many friends <laughs> in school who I just admire what they do so much and I see their kids like they get into these great schools or they follow these great career paths and 
I'm just a little too hesitant to just let go completely. So I just uh, yes. make sure they do certain things, but you know, I, and plus we're part of a charter, so we really can't, you know, we have to turn in the, the six samples for, you know, every 20 days. And, you know, so right. I, I'm, I really feel like it's a potpourri of what we do here. Sure. for homeschooling. Excellent. Uh, a lot of our listeners and, and us included are eclectic. I think that's yeah. the way a lot of people go. Exactly. Yeah. Now, do you use any sort of a plan or planner? Um, no, that's part of the unschooler in me. <laughs> I have my calendar. And so we're like, I think, I don't know if I mentioned it, we're part of a really big group that we um, participate in. Plus with our, our charter, it doesn't offer as much as far as classes, but they pay for the classes we do. Oh, nice. um, I, you know, my kids, other than my calendar, <laughs> that's pretty much my, my planner. Um, I do, like, if I know we're going to be home certain days, my kids really like, I just make the list of what they need to get done that day. And they like have, like, both, like, having a checklist. So, you know, mm-hmm. like, do math, do piano, do this lesson, whatever, you know, so they know what needs to be done and when they're done. But um, other than that, no, I don't really. I've, I've looked at some, and it just seems more than what I want to get into. Right. I, I um, always have the, at least my goals for the year of what I'd like them to cover. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, just my notebook, no, and my calendar. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you've already answered our question of your if you're involved in local homeschool groups. So it sounds like you have several that you're you're participating um, with. We're really just with one main group. Um, it's called Conejo Valley Homeschoolers, and it's uh, they're going on their 16th year. Um, we're really active. That's pretty much like our second family. We have park days on Tuesdays and classes on Wednesdays and field trips every Thursday. And um, like I said, the community we live out here, that we live in out here is very um, homeschool friendly. I mean, even the parks and recs have homeschool classes. Right. Uh, my uh, younger one takes a lot of classes through them on Mondays and Fridays. We have um, uh, the play, there's a Playwell Technology Center out here, not too close. Oh actually in Ventura, but they're, they have a fantastic teacher who, one of the moms in our group who's become a really good friend, she started um, a private class, basically. So we just have a group of, I think it's 17 kids right now that go out there every Friday and take classes. And right now they're doing um, like a type of Minecraft Lego. Oh, class. yeah. Fun. Fun amazing and my younger one has gotten really into minecraft too but um he's done things like da vinci lego classes and um world history and buildings from around the world and so this has all just come through my friend but yeah we're we're our group itself is very active too and we've made so many connections that way and yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That's so great that you have so much available. I feel, it seems like California in general just seems to have so much definitely. available for homeschoolers. Yeah. We we definitely are in a good state for that. And uh, and as far as being homeschool friendly, uh, I've never never felt it. I mean, even up, up here in the Central Valley, it's very homeschool friendly. Yeah, and it just seems like it's getting so much more. Like I had my friends in L.A. I grew up in L.A. And when we first started, they thought you kind of like I used to think you guys are crazy. What are you doing? You're you know you're gonna be home all day and do nothing. <laughs> now I'm starting to hear like the community where I grew up. There's like a huge homeschool group too now. You know, so it's yeah. just spreading, like wildfire. It's nice. Yeah, I was just reading an article just like this last week where it was saying that um, they 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 estimate that they think it's growing about seven percent every year. Wow. Um, or was it is every year or from the time that they last? I don't remember whether it was every year or if it was since 2010. But anyway, the, the, in the same time period that public school was only increasing like 1%. Wow. Like, like wow. less than 1% or something. So like we're growing exponentially higher than the public school. <laughs> I know so for sure out here 
the area where I live too, there's not a lot of alternative school choices. There's really like there's two kind of alternative schools and they've gone through a lot of changes too. So I think the parents that want something other than the traditional school setting really feel like there is nothing either. I mean, we, most of us don't have the money to pay for private school right. and there's not even alternative private schools out here. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we don't left with a lot of choices and we're lucky that there's so many people homeschooling that we can get together with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Very cool. So um, we know there's probably not really what we would call a typical day in, in most of our lives are so <laughs> ebb and flow. But um, <laughs> well, if you had a typical day, if you had like a, a tr- you know, a, an ideal day, maybe, shall we say, <laughs> what would that look like? What does that look like in your house? Yeah, I, I guess I kind of touched on it, all, on it a little bit. Yeah. Um, like if we're going to be home, you know, I, I make the list of what my kids need to do. We'll, you know, we'll I will get up. First thing I do is get up in the morning, have my coffee, read my email, check my, you know, stuff I need to do and then get my kids downstairs. And they're not morning people at all, which is kind of nice. And I think that if they were in school, we'd all have trouble because they, they just have a hard time getting up. But Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They'll come down and um, eat breakfast and they like to read or maybe, you know, we'll, we'll watch some type of interesting show all together and then we get to work and um, my, you know, my older one, she likes to start with piano first. She plays piano. So she'll like, you know, she wants to do her favorite things first, which is piano and then math. And um, I, I don't really do a lot with my 13 year old anymore. She's likes to work pretty independently. So that's why she really likes me to give her the list of what she needs to do. And she um, you know, does her piano and math. And if she has, she was taking an online English class, which just finished recent, recently through Brave Writer. She would check in on that. Oh, I was, mm. that's one I've been looking into. Fantastic. <laughs> it was expensive it good? though, but we really, she just did a writing class through them, the intermediate writing. And we did a family class through, through the poetry class, which was great. And, wow. um, we all, all three of us did that together. Um, and then for social studies, I actually learned from you too, is the, um, beyond the page, um, okay. doing that. I, I looked at the Pandia press, but it was, I, since I couldn't really do it with both of them together, I didn't want to do that one. And the moving beyond the page seems a little bit better for her to be in, more independent, which she likes to do. And she really enjoys it. She's doing the 12 to 14 year old level oh, social we'll studies. Right yeah, it's great. Um, and, uh, and then for the other stuff she's doing for science, she's actually taking a science class. So unless she has reading or something to do, I don't, you know, really have anything to do with it other than getting her to class. And my 10 year old, I work with her more. I work with her on her math and her, some of her language arts stuff. And she takes a lot of classes though. She's my one that, um, she, if I didn't put her in a bunch of classes, she'd be begging to go to school. So right. she's like, I think I mentioned earlier, she takes classes on Mondays. She, um, the Parks and Rec has called it like a enrichment academy for homeschoolers. So she goes from just depending on what she's taken. Sometimes she takes three to four classes. Um, and then through our homeschool group, we have classes every Wednesday um, from around nine to 1230. So she does that. And then um, Friday, she does the play well thing. So she's really only home for work on Tuesdays and Thursdays unless we have a field trip. And so, um, but yeah, that's, like I said, that's our typical week, basically. And then in the afternoon, my older one has swim team and my younger one has the aerial classes out in Ventura. So we are, we spend a lot of time in the car. (laughs) Car schooling. Like, yes, exactly. Yeah. And we'll listen to story of the world CDs or Jim Weiss stories or something Mm -hmm. in the car. Um, but that's pretty typical. That's our week. It's my sister likes to call us never homeschoolers. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Sounds like things are going really well for you guys. 
far, they have been. Like I said, we've been doing it for eight years, so we've pretty much. I, I finally feel like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> the beginning, I always felt like you know there were so many things you hear about and talking to other homeschoolers. You know, you wanted to try this curriculum or that curriculum program or these classes, and kind of it's nice that both of my girls have really found what they like doing, and I just kind of you know am here to facilitate and help them with that stuff. Yeah, excellent. I hope to be there someday. (laughs) (laughs) I've been doing it almost the same amount of time, and I'm still trying to figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, we'll get there. We will. (laughs) So thank you so much for joining us today, Veronica. We really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. We enjoyed talking to you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Well, I I appreciate it, but I like getting to talk to you both. I was really (laughs) excited about finally speaking to you in person, and I said I love the show, so... Thank you. Many, many mishaps. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. All right. Well, I think that we covered everything. So bye-bye. Great. Thank you. Bye. So today we're very excited to be joined by a listener in Ireland. Thank you for joining us, Emer, right? Emer, yes. Emer, okay. Emer, welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for inviting me. Oh, so excited to talk to somebody way across the pond, as they say. <laughs> so yeah, this is the first for me as well, talking to somebody in California, let alone on a, on a podcast. <laughs> How fun. Well, uh, let's see. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your family, like what, you know, your ch- children's ages are and um, and exactly where you live. Well, not, you don't have to tell us the town, but. You know. <laughs> GPS coordinates, please. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> Well, um, our family is quite an unusual mix. We are mixed race and mixed culture and mixed language family. Um, My husband is from Morocco in northern Africa, and he lived for 12 years in France and was married before I married him in France and had a son there. So he's my stepson Mm -hmm. and they speak French at home. And we are living in an area of Ireland called the Gaeltacht, which means that people actually speak Irish here, not English. And Irish is not a dialect of English by any stretch of the imagination. It's completely (laughs) different. Uh, Uh, It's not not like the accents that you're currently hearing. Right, right. (laughs) Um, So at home, we have those three languages going on. And then, of course, influences from those three cultures. And... uh, so I've got my stepson who's 22 now and he's been all the way through the school system mm-hmm. and he is studying mu- music at the moment. So he's really into dubstep and producing <laughs> music and all that. So it's a bit like you, Becky. You've got uh, one, se- one set of kids older and then younger ones. Yes. Um, so then I've got four after that, a 13-year-old girl very creative kind of scientific type of mind Uh Um, and then a 10 year old boy who's really energetic but he's a dreamer and he's all thoughtful and sensitive and then I've got a very emotional passionate creative stylish (laughs) eight-year-old girl and a six-year-old ball of energy a little boy (laughs) who never stays still unless he's asleep (laughs) how fun you've got quite a quite an yeah. interesting load there that's great they're so completely different from each other it's it's just bonkers how fun <laughs> so how long have uh, you guys been homeschooling well we started officially about eight years ago when I took Faye out of school when she was about five she wasn't happy there 
but I had thought about it before I even put her into school. But since we were new to the area and she needed some friends and every mother and toddler group I tried was only full of two and three year olds, <laughs> I put her in school so to, in the hope that she'd make friends. Uh-huh. She was very extrovert. And so I thought that would go well. It didn't go so well, though. And between one thing and another, she wasn't happy. And I took her out, out after about a year. And uh, then we took a break from schooling and we didn't do any kind of I, I had asked for advice from one of the whole school groups here. And they said, if you take a kid out of school, just take it easy, completely. Don't do a thing for six months. Don't attempt right. to do any teaching or homeschooling or any type of school activity. Mm-hmm. So I took their advice and took a break of six months. And uh, life was busy. I'm building my own house and oh, wow. having more babies. And <laughs> we another six months went by and I still hadn't done anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I say anything, anything that looked like school. Right. We still did lots of games and, you know, animal games in the car and all that kind of thing, which really I now realize is the biggest education of all. But uh, then I said, OK, Fed, you know what? We should really do some schoolwork now. Let's just see how we are with the reading. <laughs> and and uh, in front of my eyes, she just started reading. And I said, what? <laughs> where, where, where did you where did you pick that up? <laughs> She was able to read and I hadn't even realized it. Oh, how funny. That's how busy things were at that time. And uh, she's a very independent person. She knows what she wants and she just went for it. And she's been like that ever since. She just wants to find something out. She finds it out. And all I have to do is look on and see, yeah, okay, she's learning this and she's learning that. And sometimes put something in front of her if I think Mm -hmm. she's missing out on something. (laughs) But then the next boy came along and he... Uh, being the daydreamer and the pensive and the quiet, I couldn't really quite see what he was learning. Uh-huh. Uh, so I have a different approach with him. I I do need to do put some structure in front of him just so that I can even see what he's doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of the more boring things like maybe language programs and actual mer- maths worksheets and things like that. Uh-huh. Um, and he's a Minecraft geek as well. So oh. he's, <laughs> Can, we can relate. I'm we just relate. thinking of signing him up now to that uh, mine, uh, Minecraft homeschool. Oh, yeah. Because, yes. Oh, yes. yeah, that's our our year will start again now uh, on Monday. And uh, my eight-year-old is still not reading, our little girl. And it doesn't look like she's going to read anytime soon either, which I struggle with accepting. Mm-hmm. Even though Faye was six and a half stroke seven when she started reading and Ossian was eight when he started reading. I still get nervous about it. <laughs> oh, sure. Um, but I think she'll be fine eventually. Uh, we'll just have to let her find her moment. Oh, sure. And uh, our six-year-old, on the other hand, he looks like he is ready to read, <laughs> but he's not ready to stay still to do it. <laughs> so how, what's the homeschooling community like in Ireland as far as like, I mean, is there a lot of homeschoolers? Is it very homeschool friendly or not? Or... <laughs> I think officially there's um, about 700 families oh. in Ireland. It's, and the population is, I, think, I suppose, over 4 million. So mm-hmm. not a lot. Not a lot. But... but And it's a very different scene than over there. As far as I can make out from the Internet and that over there, it seems to be there's a lot of religious homeschoolers. Right. And here, the most people I come across are unschoolers Ah. and not religious. I only know one religious family. Ah, well, that's interesting. Yeah, actually, I, I was talking to somebody, I don't remember who it was, who was in England, and she said the same thing, that the, the they're predominantly secular homeschoolers and not so much religious yeah. over there. Yeah, so. mostly secular. And then 
the biggest group as I as far as I've come across is um there would be unschoolers right quite vo- quite vocal unschoolers very interesting um which I think is a great method but I can't embrace it completely oh I hear that <laughs> right yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm exactly the same way. In fact, it's funny you're talking about your kids too. Your your two of your your two. I guess it would be middle. <laughs> your your 13 year old and your 10 year old. I'm thinking, oh, so much like my 13 and nine year old. <laughs> yeah, actually, listening to your podcast, I can see a lot of similarities in the stories that you've told between oh, yeah. your family and ours. That way, yeah, for sure. Oh, very cool. So, why did you choose to homeschool? Uh, I had thought about homeschooling before I put my eldest daughter in school. But um, we were new to the area and I wanted her to make some friends and she was a very extrovert child. So I thought that would work out really well, but it didn't work out so well. Her cultural differences from the really small school that she was going to in a small village uh, just were too difficult for her to handle. She was getting too many questions about her identity and who she was and what she was. And Mm -hmm. even though it was all friendly, there was no, no malice. It was just too difficult for her. Mm-hmm. and uh, she didn't make any special friends um, and then the pressure was on to get learning to read before she turned five which the schools do here oh yeah they do that here too yeah which just now that I know more seems so silly but at yeah. the time I didn't even know that <laughs> so I took her out of school and looked for advice and I was told that I should just leave her alone and you know don't go near any school type activities for six months at least um, then we we left at six months, but I was already, I don't know, pregnant with baby number three or four and busy and building our own house at the time as well. So we just kept going with our usual mother of children groups and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it, six months turned into a year. <laughs> and then we I said, OK, I better get serious about this, either send her to school or do some schooling <laughs> and uh, Tried to, just said, okay, well, let's see if we could do some reading. And we went on Starfall. You know that? Um, oh, yes. Website? Yeah. That's so, I love that. That's a great so we place. went on there and she she got a bit um, indignant with me and said, mommy, I know how to read. And she started <laughs> reading some of the more difficult ones on, on that uh, page. <laughs> so I was, I was flabbergasted and so proud, you know. Of course. Uh, my genius child. <laughs> of course, yes. <laughs> So uh, I relaxed a lot then and realized, okay, she is really teaching herself a lot. And I already knew she was learning a lot of maths and things like that from cooking with me. Right. And I've continued to do a lot of cooking with the children. And we've, we've, I've used it for so many lessons that they don't even know they've had. They've just <laughs> been making cakes. Yeah. Um, but the main reason, I, I suppose the reason I homeschooled and, and was it quick to make that decision to take her out where somebody else might not have is because I had looked into it beforehand and I had, and I had, met people who had homeschooled which is rare enough for someone in Ireland you, you don't necessarily meet anybody who's been homeschooled oh interesting um but there was an American family living close by they took a sabbatical for a year and they had three amazing girls who had been homeschooled into their teens uh-huh. and they were such a good example and I had met somebody when I was a teenager and had really stuck in my mind that this is a possibility yeah and so I've, I'm a DIY type of a person mm-hmm. i my kids are home birthed. My kids are homeschooled. I build my own house. <laughs> I'm kind of hands on. And, and you know, we, myself and my husband have this in common. We really research something when it's a decision. Oh, yeah. You know, um, 
So here you find that people don't even research what's the best school to send your kid to. They just send the kid to the closest school. Right. Even though we do have a choice right. within quite a broad area. Mm-hmm. Um, but we both are of the mind where we, we look into things and make up our own mind. Mm-hmm. And so once you look into it, then, of course, you have the responsibility of actually choosing the right choice, which has to be yeah. homeschooling, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so that's, that was really wise because I knew that that actually was the better thing to be doing as a parent. Awesome. Yeah. It's amazing once you dive into it how how much info is out there showing you how fabulous it is. I would be I'm amazed yeah. that not more people don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not just blogging and things that, which are great too, but there's proper scientific research that oh, you yeah. can read. Proper you know, properly done with, you know, case studies and that. Sure, absolutely. So what educational philosophy do you follow, if any? Um I love Charlotte Mason oh, yeah. and that philosophy, but it was written a long time ago. So I guess what I'd like to think I was doing was a modern interpretation of that. Oh, sure. Using the best of websites, using the best of podcasts, <laughs> and the best of, you know, uh, like she would have done. She, she believed in using really beautiful books. And so I believe the same. Uh-huh. I really feel guilty when I bring out a textbook or oh, yeah. a math worksheet or something. And where's the beauty in this, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then ironically, when, my, when I'm, you know, you get a bit of pressure from family or friends and that, and they say, so what schooling have you done today? Or what? And I find myself saying, oh, well, yeah, we did some worksheets today and we did this and that. And these are all the least proud moments of my day oh, right. when I just you know, been too lazy to invent a game or, you know, go on a field trip and you've done worksheets or something. Right. But that's what they want to hear. Sure. And absolutely. I, you know, I've got know. bored with trying to uh, explain to them how <laughs> they really would learn a lot better when they were baking. Um, oh, sure. Matched or whatever. Definitely. <laughs> In fact, my uh, relatives recently were acting, uh, they often do ask the youngest one because he's not going to lie or I won't have prepped <laughs> him to lie. Um, they ask him, so what, what's homeschooling like? And he just, we don't do homeschooling. We don't do any schoolwork. <laughs> they always say that, don't they? Oh, my gosh. They'll be like, what did you do today? And they'll be like, nothing. I'm like, I can yeah, do this. Like... Just hanging out. <laughs> I said, just keeping out of mom's way. <laughs> but that's what they say at that's school, too. That's the worst too. answer, yes. You know, the kids at schools do the same thing. You ask them, what did you do today? Oh, nothing, you know. <laughs> I think it's just yeah, a kid thing. The teacher's way. <laughs> but it's, it's, you know, when it's a homeschooler saying it, it's looked at differently, of course. So Yeah, they're just ready to judge straight <laughs> of away. Of course. And they're looking for me to say, yes, I set them all down in front of a blackboard. And... I know. And make sure they're bored. Yeah. Make sure you, <laughs> make sure you drill that math into them. <laughs> make sure it hurts. <laughs> yeah. It's not supposed to be enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But this I find this concept this year, I'm, I'm using a lot of games that I found with um, this woman. Uh, a, uh, she's a homeschooler. Her name is Carol Barnier, I think, or mm-hmm. Barnier. And I don't know if you, the, even the title you're going to laugh if you haven't okay. already. But it's... Um, how to get your child off the refrigerator and onto learning. Ah, Home, I love it. Highly distractible or just plain fidgety kids. I love so it. So that's my six-year-old. And he's seriously, you know, if our if if our uh, fridge was in any way climbable, he'd be he'd have he'd have climbed it. <laughs> <laughs> Funny is that? I've never heard of that. It's wonderful. I, you'd love it, Tina, I think, because you seem to be quite like me. I yeah. think we have I mean, I just yearn for organization and yeah. have tried all sorts of different yeah. diaries 
troll journals and Excel yep. spreadsheets and every time I I reinvent the wheel and yep. all that. <laughs> one of these days I'm going to get organized but anyway yeah. she's fantastic she's just like that and and uh, she's really humorous um and Very cool. so one of the games that we do which I've used with the older ones as well is uh we have a carpet you know they sell these carpets for in lots of toy stores that has the road the road map on oh, it yeah. so kids yeah. can just play with their toy cars on the carpet yeah uh so you, you you it's called roadblock and she invented this game so you just scatter some uh what's they call those cards you know cards mine has gone blank cards or cards um, like toy cards. cards oh cards like playing cards cards yeah like you know um flashcards that's the word oh flashcards okay so, for example, he's he, he's five going on six, and so we're doing the alphabet and that kind of thing. And so I scatter those on the mat, just any old way, or I get him to. And he's already jumping around the place, firing these around the room. <laughs> and then I tell him to pick a car, and he does, and he starts to drive. And I said, now, when you bump into one of those cars, you have to tell me about it. <laughs> and so he, he drives along, bumps into one, tells me all about it. And if Aww. he gets it wrong, I slam something down, which we picked earlier as the roadblock. Oh. And and I say roadblock yeah. and very dramatic and he's thrilled. And so then I tell him how come it's a roadblock and say, no, that's the, you know, a D, not a B. And mm-hmm. it stands for this. And um, so then he'll start again and he loves it because every time he's wrong like that, he, it's actually a thrill for him. Yeah. He gets to crash. He gets to crash through the roadblock, awesome. <laughs> you know, and then saying, of course, the right answer this time. How fun. That's an and awesome I've done game. I've so much stuff with this kid, with this game. So she comes up with that kind of thing. Yeah. But I don't know why I didn't think of it myself, but it's, I, you, you just wouldn't, it would be just stupid to try and get him to look at a book with me. He's, he's, right. he's not interested. He is full of energy, but he's really bright. He yeah. just, uh, he's an energetic child. So that works yeah. really well. That is awesome. That does sound really Yeah. Good. And then for older kids, I can use it with my 10 year old as well, because I can just do it on a piece of paper. We don't have to go on the carpet uh-huh. and, you know, go, go through the counties of Ireland, for example, uh-huh. and get them to name them off. And we just make a game of it that way as well. How um, fun. I've been doing a lot just... of games with my kids lately, too, and it certainly does make for a much more fun day. Absolutely. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Less I, fighting. I'm not a um, very big game person, but forcing myself to play at least one game every day with them is actually really changing like the way our week goes. It's really fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I really wouldn't normally want to play any game with the kids, apart from if we're on a car journey and we'll do a guessing game or something just to keep the yeah, um, but then yeah. that has turned into be a fun thing, you know. Um, think of an animal, that kind of thing, and then mm-hmm. everyone else asks questions. Those type of things, they yeah, learn sure. a lot with those. They do. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, do you use any sort of a plan or a planner? Well, this year, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I you love like me. <laughs> <laughs> I have tried various apps. I did try that the app that you were using last year, Becky. The homeschool uh, helper. Yeah, and. Yeah. I could tell it was really good, but I just couldn't do it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> not for me. I mean, I, I love my iPhone and my iPad and I love all these different apps and I have my Google Calendar and all that. Great. But I actually have to have it on paper too. So this year I'm going for the ultimate homeschool planner. It's ah. Deborah Bell. And it's really nice. Ooh, awesome. And so far, I'm really happy with that. And I'm using it. But what I'm doing is there's another book by... Um, Oh, no, that's the same book. It's the by the one we I just talked about with um, oh, the by Carl. Yeah, <laughs> Child on the Refrigerator. 
She has another one. It's called If I'm Diapering a Watermelon, Then Where Did I Leave the Baby? <laughs> oh my gosh. And, and Help for the Highly Distractible Mom. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's another good one. And so I'm using tips from both of those uh-huh. to organize my homeschool for this coming year. Have you? Um, I'm doing. I'm doing you... all of it tomorrow. Oh, very <laughs> cool. Have you checked out or have you heard me talking about the homeschooling ideas website when on this on the show? I think it's in recent last few episodes. I've been talking about it. It's like homeschooling-ideas.com. No. Oh, I you have to check it out. Not- she's actually in england the 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 it just made me think of that because she's got all kinds she's also like us has a hard time with plans and schedules and stuff and she's got all kinds of really neat things on her website um and her website's really busy so it's kind of hard to look at at first but if you pick your way through it there's some there's fabulous information in it and she talks about having like a, a a red list an amber list and a green list where you put like the activities that you uh, like just brainstorming activities. So like instead of having to plan it all out, you just throw everything onto the red list that you, I use Pinterest. I pin it all on Pinterest, all your ideas that you're coming yeah, up with. Pinterest is French. Yeah. And then I have the kids help me pick things to move to the Amber list, which is now the ones that you're in the process of working on. So I pin it over to an Amber list. And then when you have everything ready, it can go in a moment's notice, you move it to the green list and then it's ready to That's go. Fantastic. Isn't that it? Really work for me because <laughs> I'm always starting 25 things at the same time or, starting more things before I've even finished it, yeah. organizing those 25 things. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just blogged about it, again, or I'm in the process of blogging about it again. But if you go to homeschoolrealm.com, my blog, I post For the it. compulsive multitasker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like changing my life. And I've been talking with her a lot on Facebook, too. She's an amazing person. Julie is the, Julie Gilbert is the name of the woman who runs that site. And she's she's in England. I so just, <laughs> Cross I just pond- put it up on the computer now. There you go. Yeah, it looks good. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of free stuff on there. And yeah, amazing stuff. Just thought I'd mention that because you sound like you could probably benefit from her site, too. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's all like, yeah, it comes down to what suits your personality, doesn't it? It does. And there's it another really site does. that I sometimes just dip into when I just don't know what to do. And it's called uh, Easy Peasy All in One Homeschool. Do you oh, know about yes. that one? Yes, I've heard of that one. That one's very that's, religious, though. I know that's it is. Yeah, some. But at least it kind of I can dip in and go, OK, first grade, second grade, third grade. Because uh, I know, even though my children's ages doesn't correspond to what age, what grade usually is, uh, I know where they are in subjects with those. Uh-huh. And it just can give me a quick, free <laughs> uh, lesson plan. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And so many great links to other websites. Yep, yep. There's a lot. And yeah, you have, to, you have to keep your eyes open for um, creationist stuff and things yeah. like that. Yeah, yep. Misinformation. <laughs> if, if that's not your thing. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What can yep. do? We can't all believe the same thing. Exactly. It would be boring. <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Um, so are you involved in any local homeschooling groups? Well, there's a national group that I am a member of. It's called uh, HEN, oh. Home Education Network. Uh-huh. And then we, there's a in, uh, an informal get-together around the area I'd say we've met maybe five times in the last year. So it's not very frequent. And there's about five or six families in that. And four might turn up at any one time. So it's not really, it's not not a great right. area to be in. I The nearest homeschooler to me is about an hour and a half away. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that would make uh, it and difficult. So the, yeah. And so, and then there's, it'd be two or three hours then after that for the other members of that group. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, we're that's the price we pay. We're re- living sure. in a really beautiful area. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're right on the Atlantic coast, and it's a tiny Dingle is the name of the town mm-hmm. in in County Kerry on the west coast. If you want to Google Maps it, okay. and uh, it's there's there's only two thousand population in Dingle. Oh wow! <laughs> and, and and we're about fifteen minutes drive outside of there. Uh-huh. So we're and it's just complete mountains and lakes oh, it's and beautiful. Have you, <laughs> you got it already, already online? Yes. <laughs> Murphy's Pub. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh my gosh, it's I think so lovely. It's famous for having about fifty pubs for its two thousand oh population. <laughs> so it's a tourist town so and a fishing don't village. Have any problems doing those Charlotte Mason nature walks then, huh? Not at all. We're at all the time. <laughs> We were surfing in the summer and oh, nice. on the beach climbing in the winter. And I mean, even the, I hear you guys talking about the heat over there. Yeah. I can't relate. I've never experienced, well, I've very rarely experienced that. <laughs> Certainly not when so I'm just trying to do normal living. It's here. I, I actually changed it over to Fahrenheit in my head for you so that I could. Oh, thank you. you what, um, it's between five and 25 degrees normally here. That's Celsius. And I think that's between 40 and 77 Oh, nice. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> and then we might get the odd cold snap, which would bring us down to freezing, and everybody gets very excited and goes sledding <laughs> things. And sometimes we might get a heat wave, but it, you know, it last a week, and it, it, it wouldn't be much hard, hotter than seventy-seven. Oh, nice. <laughs> That's and we'd be winter. calling that a we'd be calling that a heat wave <laughs> <laughs> when it goes winter. over that. <laughs> oh, I know it's, yeah. it's funny how 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 the extremes are. We always think about it as we're stuck inside with the heat for four or five. We actually have heat for like a good six months, but four or five of those months we're stuck inside basically because it's so hot. Not any different than if you lived like in a country or country or a state where they had snow for like five to six months of the year and they're stuck inside. Yeah, so we just have the opposite. And my husband he once worked in Kazakhstan and oh. where he was working, there was plus 50 degrees now this is celsius you'll have to work it out oh yeah (laughs) plus plus 50 degrees in the summer and minus 50 degrees in the winter oh Oh, gosh 122 oh yikes 122 i didn't know it got that hot anywhere (laughs) that's unbearably hot so yeah yeah. i'm thinking like saudi arabia maybe (laughs) wow kazakhstan yeah my brother was in kyrgyzstan but very different country my brother lived in kyrgyzstan for like six months gets very oh, cold there <laughs> but very cool it's so interesting but they say if you don't like the weather here all you have to do is wait five minutes so it's oh, true. Yeah. <laughs> oh funny does it rain a lot then i imagine it does huh it, it rains and then it shines again it <laughs> oh my goodness there is a building with dolphins coming out of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a local she's lost in google <laughs> if you pictures. love dolphins you have to come to dingle there's we have our own dolphin. He's a wild dolphin. He decided to stay in the harbor. Aww. And people go out on boats all the time or, or go out in scuba gear to meet him. And he, he's really friendly. And he swims with people and jumps over boats for people and things. It's oh a big tourist attraction. Fungi is his name. Well, if I never, if I ever make it out there, Ireland is one. I've been to England, but I have not been to Ireland yet. If I ever make it out there, I'm coming out there. <laughs> I want to well, meet you. There's a spare bedroom in our house if you want to come. <laughs> Wonderful. That's great. So let's yeah. see. Um, so we know it's really difficult to actually have what you would call a typical day in a in a homeschooler's life since things change so frequently. But if you were having like say an ideal day, um, if there is such a thing even then, what would your day look like? Maybe I should give you my ideal and then my actual. There you go. That's there you go. Okay. 
I have I have I have an actual schedule um with a I have a clock with a disc printed around it <laughs> and, and and so at each number on the clock it says what we're supposed to be doing oh yeah <laughs> which of course almost never happens but meal times are in there which helps me to keep on track with actually feeding people and school times are on there and chore times and play time and most importantly the, the kids watch us to see when screen time is going to come around oh right and um, so my ideal day would be when we actually get up everybody manages to get dressed and everybody does their chores and then we do a little bit of school work maybe an hour Mm-hmm. And then we go out and we do go surfing or something. Oh, nice! And then we come home in the evening and have dinner, and the kids get to go on Minecraft for a bit, or you know that kind of thing. Uh-huh. That would be. I would like to see the average day going like that. Uh-huh. So what actually happens is somebody doesn't want to get up. <laughs> of course. Somebody doesn't get dressed. A couple of people won't do their chores. Um. I didn't get my act together for the homeschooling plan. So I've got three of them doing something and the other one is kind of going, what will I do? (laughs) They're all asking questions at the same time and it takes two hours instead of one. And then I finally talk everybody into finishing their chores so that we can go out and have some fun and that we might go rollerblading or surfing or whatever in the afternoon is what usually happens but it's always later than we want to go out that's always the bribe is get your stuff done and we're going to go out and have fun Mm -hmm. (laughs) and in my mind I know that when we go out and have fun that's when they actually start learning yeah definitely that's so cool have fun (laughs) yeah that's pretty much how ours goes too I have like an idea in my mind and then it rarely happens but (laughs) (laughs) at least at least it it gives me some structure even though it's not exactly what I want. I think I have to aim high to get to what's acceptable. Yeah, yeah. I've actually changed my schedule. I don't know if you heard recently, I've been talking about how I'm doing things a little bit differently this year, and it's actually doing it for two weeks now. It's going really actually quite well. And uh, since I just ha- I have things that I want them to accomplish, but they have all day to accomplish it, that's actually been working really well. I just have to keep reminding them, don't forget to get go check out one of your stations, get at least one done now, you know. <laughs> By the end of the day, it's all done, and for the most part. And, uh, and it's, it's actually been working really well, but we'll see, you know, cause next week might be totally different. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. New, new things always seem to work with yeah. us anyway yeah. for a while. Right. First of all, I'm enthusiastic when something's novel. Right. And right. so are the kids. And, uh, and then I'm usually more on the ball with the rewards and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then I let it slide and they lose interest. And yep. next thing you know, mommy's reinventing the wheel with another system next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You do it's, sound like I, Tina. I, I really, I, t- I can't tell you how much you sound like me when I'm listening to the podcast. Yeah. And uh, I'm probably exaggerating a small bit now, of course. I don't uh, do it every week. But, um, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's, 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 that's Julie, too, at Homeschooling Ideas. Uh, that's her, too. She's the same way. <laughs> well, or she was. What? Being spontaneous like that, though, as well, it does lend itself to homeschooling. And, yeah. Um, I did put my kids into school for a whole year one time, mm-hmm. all of them. Uh, I started with the first um, six months in advance. So she was in for a year and a half uh-huh. and uh, just so that I could support her through the transition because I, I needed to get an assessment of, for one of the kids. Mm-hmm. And the only way to do that was through the school system. They won't assess in the home. They need some, they need to assess in the home and in a place outside the home. Uh-huh. Um, and so in order to avail of this, they had to go into school for the year because they were going to. They, it needed to be done over the course of the year, mm. and um, that that forced a schedule on us. Ah. But 
that that schedule you know it really killed our spontaneity right right and you know we weren't able to just go off and do like we could see on the weather forecast tomorrow the surf is going to be great so we're going surfing that happened when they were in school it was such a bummer because we couldn't go surfing you know that makes sense and or there's there's a special offer at the moment in the local um the the bigger town to us is about 45 minutes away and the museum there is doing something special during the week next week Uh and so we're going to be able to take advantage all those kind of things yeah that's they really lend themselves to big um, input into the children's education and yeah, and, and yeah, their outlook on life and everything. Yeah, yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. awesome. So, wow, this has been wonderful. I, is there anything else that you wanted to share with our listeners about what it's like to homeschool in Ireland? <laughs> um, I could tell you a little bit about our homeschool conference. Sure. That we just had because I figure I should share that because it's a very fresh experience and it's a big deal for homeschoolers in Ireland. Okay, cool. The, the, the national um, homeschooling um, group that I'm a member of is called HEN, as I said earlier, mm-hmm. and there's 140 families are members, so it's it's not huge, I guess, by your standards, I, I imagine. <laughs> um, but usually there's a get together every year, and it's usually at some kind of a campsite where there's hostel accommodation and some outdoor activities so this year it was indeed that and everybody got a chance to do outdoor activities like caving and sailing and um, Mm -hmm. climbing and uh, you know all of that kind of thing so that suited us down to the ground we had a great time but also they had uh, a a bit of on the political side of things it's gotten a bit controversial here in Ireland there we have the right to homeschool is constitutional in Ireland Mm -hmm. but the body that you register as being homeschooled is erring more and more towards getting permission to homeschool ah, mm. so when you you know in on the constitution you it's your right as a parent to decide how and when to educate your child but what they're doing is they're turning a registration process into an application to register oh so yeah there's a there's a family at the moment who are, who are actually facing jail over refusing to register their kids Oh no! because they're, they're standing for it on principle, which is very courageous. Yeah. So there was a lot of talk about that kind of thing at the conference as well. Mm. Really? But all in all, good. Uh, just as a weekend, it was really good. Oh, fun. Very cool. Awesome. So I think that just about covers it. What do you think, Becky? I think so. Very cool. It's been really cool talking to you, Emer. I really am excited to be able to, actually hear that wonderful accent we love accents yes <laughs> you're the ones with the accent i know i was just gonna say but to you uh, we have the accents yeah <laughs> so funny and uh well that was really really wonderful i appreciate it well, thank you thank very you. much for having me i really enjoyed talking to talking to you you know actually i used to listen to you all the time oh, yeah. during that one year that the kids were in school it was oh, a great yeah. experience but I, I was just missing homeschooling so much that on my way to and from school every single day, I was playing your podcast and oh. replaying them and, oh. and writing down ideas and, and bookmarking every single link you gave and all that. Just uh, oh, I guess I was going cold turkey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, now you it was, it was a great support. Though. Yeah. Now you're now you're part of us again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. 
So today we are talking with Jason, who is a homeschooling father, and um, I'll let him tell the rest about himself. So tell us a little bit about your family, how many kids you have, and where you're living. Oh, um, thanks. Actually, we live uh, just off of Disney property, oh. <laughs> uh, just outside of Orlando. We can see the fireworks from our backyard. So we're in oh, Florida. Wow. Um, <laughs> Uh, we, I love it. We, uh, we love it. We can actually about 10 o'clock, we can set the clocks by when we can hear fireworks going off in the background, but, um, <laughs> it probably gets the old hat. <laughs> no, no, it really never does. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> um, I have six kids and wow. we have uh range from my oldest is turning 18 in about, I think it's 11 days now. She's had a countdown going for about the last two months. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, she's the oldest, and then 15, 11, um, 9, 7, and about to turn 1. Aww. Wow. <laughs> so I've, got, I've got the entire spectrum. You um, have a, a really interesting story with your little one, too, as, as I recall from reading Meg's posts. Yep, we are we're actually adopting our youngest. Uh, she is uh, turning a year in August, and we adopted her um, actually out of uh, another state, and um, – uh, she was taken away from her parents and uh, for various reasons, but uh, we were in a position where uh, we love parenting and um, we were in a position to do it and yeah. decided to jump in with both feet and it's been fantastic. It's wonderful. It's awesome. So, yeah, so that's really cool. Um, so why did you choose to homeschool? Um, it's actually, a, it's an interesting story. Uh, my wife and I, when we first got married, we had kids right away. We had my oldest um, right away. Neither one of us had had very good public school experiences. Uh, and so as, as my youngest, when she was uh, probably a year or two old, we started talking about what we were going to do and, and, um, what we wanted to do from a schooling perspective and just in general, uh, overall lifestyle. And we both kind of thought that we didn't want to do the public school thing, but we were definitely not in a position to do private school right. or anything that costs money. Um, yeah. So uh, we did we did some research and, you know, my wife went to school for elementary education and um, I was kind of in the training education field for the sciences. And we both thought, you know what, let's give it a try. And we started at an early age with her. We didn't really start the pre-K kindergarten. We just started doing stuff um, and it really caught on fire and we fell in love with it. And it, over the years, our reasons have slightly changed. I think I'm a um, a different homeschooling dad now than I even was then. Um, 17, I guess 16 and a half years of doing it. Um, my, my philosophies have changed a little bit, mm -hmm. but I still love it. It's, it's fantastic. And we've done it with all of our kids all the way through, um, short stint in the middle. Uh, we moved between States, um, probably about six years ago or so. And we had to put them in school for a year and, that galvanized that we really didn't want to do that and <laughs> took them yeah. right back out. But it was, um, uh, we've done it ever since. So in the beginning, it was really, I think just primarily we, we felt like public school couldn't meet the needs of our kids' learning styles and not even knowing what the learning styles were. Just, right. it felt like such a machine. It felt like such a, um, a mechanism to push groups of, of kids through and, mm -hmm. and really be kind of a big babysitting, uh, service and, not to say that there aren't great teachers or great administrators. Right, right. Uh, I'm great friends with a couple of public school teachers, but we just felt like if we have the capacity to do it, uh, we felt like it gave our kids the best chance to learn. And so we jumped in. And it's one of the scarier things probably have ever yeah. done. 
Um, cause we, I mean, we were absolutely petrified of, are we going to forget stuff? Are we going to be <laughs> you know, smart enough to teach this stuff to our kids is yeah. uh, probably one of our biggest, because we felt like, what if we don't know how to teach something or what if we don't know anything about a topic or, um, but over the years, I, I think the biggest thing is it's really turned into more of a, a family learning experience. Uh -huh. So we've kind of let go of that. We have to know everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. and it's really, yeah, I mean, we, how do you find it out? How do we learn it? How do we yeah. learn it together? Thank heaven for the um, internet. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I like looking through the card catalog when I was a kid, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a totally different story. <laughs> right. Yeah, have you always been so actively involved? We should, we should say, what is your enroll, your, your enrollment, yeah. There's a blooper. <laughs> <laughs> what is your role in, in the homeschooling? Well, we really split it. I mean, uh, in the very, very beginning, I mean, I do work full time. Uh, I have an office job. I go to a cubicle and work on a computer. But um, any other time I'm not doing that, uh, we're really spending with the family and, and doing stuff. And I have to say, I mean, I know one of the questions uh, that you guys sent was, what's our, our um, homeschooling style? Right. Mm -hmm. I, I've never really found one. <laughs> so, um, I don't really have a label. I mean, yeah. we done so much with so many wonderful people and learned so much from so many different styles. Uh, for me, it's always really about just teaching them to have a passion for learning. And yeah. I don't know what that's called. And every day <laughs> it's different. Eclectic. Yeah, that'll do. That's what I always thought say. it was more um, rebellious or against oh, the grain. <laughs> so, anarchist. <laughs> yes, I'm, a, I'm an educational anarchist. Um, there you go. <laughs> Um, but it really, it's, it's whatever the moment strikes us. So it, it's every day that we're on the weekends, we do all kinds of stuff around here. I mean, we don't have TV, uh, we have TVs, mm -hmm. but we don't have cable and, oh, wow. uh, don't have over the air. So it's Netflix or, um, YouTube or right. we do uh, Amazon prime. And so we watch a ton of documentaries, but if we're not doing that, we're doing field trips or we're going out and exploring and learning other cultures or we're cooking together. And so to me, that's all the real homeschooling stuff. Yeah. And I'm doing that anytime I'm not at work. Um, it's, it's really, I, we split now to be completely fair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not at home. Uh, my wife does a ton of stuff with them and she's, you know, she maintains the records and, um, really keeps up with, uh, more of them, I would have to say the math and reading stuff, which is probably the most structured that we do. Uh -huh. um, just because you tend to have to build on layers of, of knowledge of, right. of different concepts, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so she does, the, she still does the lion's share. But if, if I didn't have to work, I would just do it full time. So that's so awesome. Yeah. It's always nice to hear a dad that's involved. I know my, my husband helps out when the, like if a, if they have a math problem and I'm busy or whatever, he helps when he can. But, you know, he's not around very much. And when he is home, he'd prefer to just play with them. So right, yeah. It's always cool to hear about dads that are that, it, that actually want to and enjoy getting involved. Yeah, definitely. Well, it's, it's something that from a very young age, I mean, even when I was in college, I mean, I, I have um, my degree in anthropology. I actually specialized in group behavior and primatology. But that never mattered so much to me as I just loved learning. Mm -hmm. Any, I loved history. I loved science, uh, uh, cultural studies. Um, science is probably my biggest. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a science geek. Um, but I just love learning. And that has 
benefited me throughout not only my schooling, but through my career mm -hmm. more than any knowledge I had. So I just thought if I can spark that in, in my kids and get them to just love learning new things, yeah. um, it, that's what that, then I've done my job and whether Absolutely. or not they can cite facts or yeah, and whether or not they can tell me about, you know, what was in some historical document, but if they love it, then I, I've kind of reached, uh, reached the pinnacle of what I'm supposed to do as a, as a parent. So, yeah, sure. Just leading by example is like the very biggest, most important thing you can do. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. So we have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> so you sort of already answered our educational philosophy question, which, <laughs> which uh, is good. <laughs> yeah. That, and your answer is similar to a lot of the answers we get. There's all these great philosophies out there, but we kind of just do what works. And yeah. that's cool. We like that. Um, but so the next question would be, do you use any sort of plan or planner? We're always interested in how people plan out their homeschool day and homeschool lives. If they do. <laughs> um, we do some. I mean, my wife has a, uh, a tracker that we use for grade, not grades, but um, things that we've completed uh, mm -hmm. just for purposes. But in general, we, we don't do a lot of physical planning out of what are we going to do over the next year. Um, my oldest two are getting close to graduating high school, so we do a little bit more for them just to keep track of what subjects do they need to complete um, to get their graduation, kind of where do we need to be. Um, but with my younger kids, we really don't do too much of it. Um, it's really where they want to go. So we find some really cool curriculum or some cool book or some topic that they've brought up and uh, we'll chase it down. So we're, we're much more of a plan in the moment mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> than we are planning out in the future. Mm -hmm. um, so we, we don't do that as much, but we, we keep track and records of it all. I mean, we've got files on all of them, anything that we've completed or anything that they've done. Um, we try and, and uh, keep that just so we have record of what we've uh, accomplished with them. But as far as planning forward, more with the older kids, just like I said, because of the requirements, but um, not as much with the rest. So more tracking. Yeah, 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 it really is. That's what I yeah. do too. Yeah, I have a hard time. I know Becky's really good at planning ahead. I'm, I'm not so good at planning ahead. Everybody <laughs> has their strengths and weaknesses. If I make a plan, it's pretty much guaranteed it's not going to happen. So ah, see, if I don't, myself. <laughs> if I don't make a plan, then it's pretty much guaranteed that it won't happen. Yeah, see, so. total opposites. There you go. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I am, I am a complete Excel nerd. Like oh, I love yeah. documents, and I, I love putting stuff together, but. I am I am much more of a uh, deal with it as it comes and try and figure it out from there. Yeah. Uh, but. Yeah. And it works. It works for a lot of people. So. Yep. Yep. So what about um, homeschooling groups? Are you guys involved in any kind of local homeschooling groups? Yeah. Um, and we we've been in two separate ones. And when we first started, one of the biggest struggles for us is was um, um, we're not religious homeschoolers. We're mm -hmm. I'll be the opposite of that. But uh, <laughs> that was our big struggle in the beginning was finding a group uh, that we could really belong to. And um, several of the first groups we tried to sort of join, we found a couple of cool people. We tried to join the group and you know, they required statements of faith or uh, specific uh, religious beliefs. And we didn't want to do that. So it was uh, kind of came to the, the conclusion that we wanted to just really start our own group. Um, we had a handful of other people that wanted to do the same thing. And so we started one in Orlando proper uh, in the center of the state. This is back when my youngest, uh, we were first starting with her. And that really took off. I mean, it was a big group. We had a lot of people and it was secular homeschooling group, but anybody could join. There was no uh -huh. requirement. We had, uh, you know, people from all over. But the idea was we just got the kids together. We did classes. We did field trips. Um, we shared curriculum. We shared uh, uh, supports, all that. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and then we moved and we moved up to Georgia for a while uh, with work and had kind of an adventure up there for a couple of years. And then when we came back, we started a new one. So <laughs> <laughs> we were in a different area of Florida. We're a little closer over towards Tampa. Like I said, we're near Disney and, and we kind of started a new group uh, called Mid Florida Homeschoolers. And it's the same kind of thing. It's just a group of people that all over the spectrum, but there's no requirement to join and you can opt out of any piece or opt into any piece that you want. And it's been fantastic. I mean, we've, we have some really amazing people. We do some great field trips and what's cool about being part of a big group like this. I mean, we've got, gosh, I think there are hundreds of families in it now um, that when we want to do a field trip to a specific location, we can get the same kind of price breaks that a school would get because we have that many kids and parents. And so we can do a big group. Now, Motivating a group of homeschoolers <laughs> to show up. Oh yeah, at a eight o'clock field trip somewhere. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I know um, how that is. They do that over there too, huh? <laughs> I thought it was a California thing. <laughs> no, so we uh, we count on a you know a forty percent show rate some days. But, oh yeah, uh, easy. Um, yeah. <laughs> but when we when they do get together, it's 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 really cool. Um, and I try and make as many of those as, as possible or we do them on the weekend so we, more people can go. Um, but it's a great group. It's a, it's a cool group of people and it's nice to have that support. Sure. Uh, that I don't think has, has, hasn't always been there, which is, um, it's this big deal for us because I like having the people to talk to and bounce ideas off of and share curriculum with. Yeah. Um, so you talk to other dads there. Do you have other, other dads involved in your group? Um, not so much in our local group. I mean, it's, it's definitely, there are active dads. There, there are a handful of active dads. Um, but I find more of the active homeschooling dads sort of nationally, uh, connecting through Twitter and and Facebook Mm. and a few other areas. Um, there aren't, there aren't quite as many locally, but I found a good network of folks that are, um, really supportive that are more like me, the ones that are always Mm working on it, always there and, and kind of part of it and passionate about it. So mm, that's great. There's, yeah, it's, really it's really neat how many more and more dads are getting involved. It's if you see, in fact, even just in our local group, there's quite a few dads that are the full-time homeschoolers. Just pretty yeah, darn cool to see. It is. And you know, it's, it's an interesting thing. When we first had kids and, and we first decided where we were going to go, it was really a joint decision. Where do we want to go? Do mm-hmm. You want to be the one to work? Do, do we both want to work? You know, um, and I always felt really weird when, because there was a period when my wife did work and we both had jobs, and so she would be off and I'd have the kids, and people would make comments like, "Oh, you're playing Mr. Mom today." Oh. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. I absolutely hate that um, because to me it's like, oh, so parenting is only a mom's job. I mean, I know, right. And so it, it always bugged me. And um, I completely understand that, you know, we've got awesome circumstances that allow me to be able to be home and do that. And I know there are dads that can't. Um, but for those of us that do, it it always felt a little weird that yeah. it was the mom's job to do that, you know. And we always looked at it as, no, it's us together. So sure. um, that's what we were doing it for. And a lot of the dads I've met uh, online and, and through some of those social networks is, really feel the same way, which is kind of cool. And I see it much more now than I did when we first started. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, when I first started, it was it was definitely completely all moms. Yeah. Um, but nowadays, you see a lot more active dads, which is yeah. I think it's fantastic. It's I love not it. so it's not so weird to see dads at at a lot of the gatherings I've noticed just locally for us. Yeah. It's like 
not in fact when my husband came because we i don't know if you ever listened to the show but we we go to a becky and i are both enrolled in a um homeschool charter here locally so we'd go to enrichment classes and um there was one time my husband was finally able to get off to be able to go and i was like you don't have to worry there's always dads there (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're not going to be like a sticking out like a sore thumb there's always at least two or three dads there or at least one or two but usually two or three or sometimes more and sometimes grandparents also so (laughs) so it's pretty cool I, i always think it's really cool it's gotten it's definitely gotten better and you know it's funny because in the beginning uh, you know, we, someone would ask about, oh, you know, you have kids. Yeah. And where do they go to school? Oh, well, actually, you know, we homeschool and you get those weird raised yeah. eyebrows. Yeah. Odd mm-hmm. Um, but nowadays in the last probably three years, uh, anybody I've talked to have got that question either at work or somewhere else. They're like, oh, really? You know, yeah. tell me about it. How do you do that? And three, at least three of them have been other guys that I've talked to oh, who have so cool. young kids and they're like, you know, I've been thinking about that and you know, what goes into it? And, um, I've actually, I feel like, a, I'm proselytizing, uh, homeschooling out there and I'm, <laughs> I'm converting dad. So I feel yeah, kind of right. good about that. <laughs> yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I know we actually live in a very homeschool friendly area. I know I've never, I don't think I've ever had any negative comments in public. Have you, have you Becky from um, our local? Not, not negative though. Recently I did get quizzed by somebody who was a former, um, principal at a elementary school. Oh, really? But, yeah, it was kind of bizarre. But other than that, no, I haven't really had any it's, problems. It's bizarre because we read on all the forums online about all these horror stories of different parts of the country where people are getting harassed or whatever, and it's never yeah. happened here. We're, we're, And we're in the Bible Belt of California, if you can believe that, and <laughs> it does exist. <laughs> and uh, and we we get nothing but support. I mean, it's, it's just... Um, it's just wonderful. I've even had a little old ladies going, oh, that's so cool. That's so good that you can do that. I'm like, that is so cool that you think that. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah we, we haven't had a lot. It's been a long time since we had any negative comments about homeschooling. I guess mostly we get comments about the number of kids we have. So um, <laughs> it's always fascinating the lengths to which strangers feel completely comfortable making comments about. Oh, yeah. Um, God, how many Anything. kids do you have? <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So that's worse. But you're, I haven't had uh, any either. And, and like I said, it, it's been nice having so many people who really um, mainstream homeschooling um, oh, absolutely. has been. So, yeah, that's cool here, yeah. too. That's very nice. So let's find out what a day in your life looks like since that's our main purpose of being here today. And it's the most interesting part, I think. So we know that there's it's most people don't really have a typical day per se. But if you had like an ideal day, what would or I know that you're not always there, but you probably have some pretty good insights as to what goes on during the day, I would imagine when you're not. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And we don't have we don't have school day or school year. It's it's all the time, you know, Uh so. Um, actually, you know, when I saw that question, I was thinking about, uh, last weekend we went to a local, uh, wilderness preserve here and we went for a hike and we've never been before. And that's one of the things that we try and do is, uh, look for places that we've never been, whether it's a historical place, a cultural place, uh, festivals, uh, nature, definitely we do a lot of. Mm -hmm. So there's this, this, uh, wilderness preserve not far from here that we've always wanted to try. So we packed everybody up and uh, we headed out and it was just absolutely fascinating. All day we were seeing all kinds of animals and and, uh, plants and flowers and all types of stuff. And that really to us is the typical day because Mm -hmm. we stop and we pick up bugs and we look at different leaf structures and it's always on the fly. And Mm 
Um, when we get back, then we do uh, follow up or we, you know, kids do research online and look for things. Um, so that's my ideal day mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. we're out in the world. We're exploring. We're getting dirty. We're looking for, you know, new stuff. Right. Um, but we do a lot of stuff around the house, too. Um, one of the things that especially my middle kids like is um, we do stuff on Zooniverse. Have you guys heard of that? No. Wow. There's a really, really cool website called Zooniverse.org, and it's it's citizen (laughs) science, right? So what they are is they're actual science research projects that are going on, but they typically have so much data, they can't, the scientist or the lead researcher can't go through it themselves, and so they farm it out to anyone who wants to log on and try it. Oh, wow. And it's things like um, my 11-year-old, she loves like space and astronomy. She, she's already told me she wants to work at the jet propulsion laboratory out in uh, Texas for NASA. So, um, so we, we spend a lot of time looking at like galaxies and supernovas and stars. Well, Zooniverse had a project where you sign up, they taught you what to look for, and then they would present you with these telescope photographs of galaxies that this uh, one telescope array had taken tens of thousands of pictures of potential galaxies. Uh-huh. And you literally could be the first person ever to look at this photograph because the uh-huh. computer takes this array. Wow. That blew my daughter away. She <laughs> was just, it's the first human eyes to look at this galaxy. So she has to uh, click on big easy buttons that say, is this a spiral galaxy or a disc galaxy? And um, so she did that one, and, and for weeks she would just go on and spend time looking at all these galaxies and, and classifying. Um, my sons were more, more partial to uh, – there was a project on there tracking California condors. And oh. they had trap cameras set up, and the trap cameras took you know, hundreds of, of pictures, thousands of pictures of anything that was in the picture. And what you had to do is you actually had to tag the picture – and see what is this? Is it a coyote? Is it a bobcat? Is it a vulture? Or is it a condor? And then if it was a condor, they all have tags on them. So you could see the numbers on them Mm -hmm. and you had to type in the numbers. So they would sit there for an hour, just (laughs) mesmerized um, going through these pictures. So so we do a lot of stuff like that um, as just you know, stuff that they love to do and it, and it, um, things that it teaches them, but they're also just doing it because they have a lot of fun with it. Um, another one is, uh, O-Search. Have you guys been following that? Uh-uh. No, no. Um, O-Search is <laughs> O-C-E-A-R-C-H. Um, it. and it's a tracking, uh, it's a, it's a research project that's tracking sharks oh. and being in Florida, they've tagged and it actually goes around the world, but there's, there's a handful around Florida. Um, and we check up on, there's a couple of big, great whites. They actually name them. There's a big one named Catherine that's in the Gulf of Mexico right now. (laughs) Um, and we're watching it. Yeah. So it's, it's like, oh, today she's starting to make a a beeline for the West coast. And we're like, oh, not going to the beach today, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, things like those. And that's something that to me has been such a difference now versus when we first started is, uh, the amount of resources like that that are available online. Uh, is unbelievable. And the access to science, the access to history, um, to uh, reading, to literature, all of that stuff has just been such a difference from even my oldest daughter to our second, you know, but those kinds of things we do a lot. And those are the types of things I do with them most um, Mm. are look at those research projects. And then we've got a little setup. um, We're kind of rearranging furniture right now, but we have a little setup where a computer is next to a, um, 
bookshelf. But on top of the bookshelf, we've got a great big flat screen Mm -hmm. and we hook up the computer to that big TV uh, and then we'll use that. So I'll go through. um, I did a whole series of uh, uh, geography with them. So we studied states and um, the states through the years. So what did the United States look like in 1850? You know, what did it look like in 1790? And so we did geography on that. And that makes it really cool because we've I can project or type things into the computer and they can all see it projected up on the big screen, which is cool. um, kind of a neat That's setup. So, cool. yeah, yeah. It, it varies. Depends on the week. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. So do you guys generally go with what the kids are interested in or just like if you – I'm sounds like you come up with your own things too. So you just kind of go with where any of you guys have a field of interest and you just kind of go in that direction? Yeah, and it depends on uh, – some things will be just stuff that I found because um, I'm always digging through science blogs. I'm always looking at new stories. Um, but they'll get really interested in stuff and then we'll also look for – what's going on this time of year. So is there something locally or um, something with, you know, the solstice? So we'll start doing sun stuff for a while or um, and Christmas time, we'll, we'll study more wintry things. So yeah. um, it, it really depends. Now we do try and plan out like most recently we got um, big history. Mm-hmm. Familiar with that? No, yes. I'm not. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's a, a really cool history program called big history and it literally yeah. starts at the big bang. Oh, neat. Um, and it's this cool DVD series, and we got, we just got that, and you know we read about it, uh, uh, my wife and I did, and we, we looked at it and thought, this is really cool. So we bought it, and we're going through that with them. So um, it's whatever kind of spur of the moment pops up, but some yeah. things last longer just because they're longer series or um, there's a lot more to it than that. So mm, Very cool. So would you guys consider yourselves unschoolers or just eclectic, I guess, huh? <laughs> a little bit of both. <laughs> Yeah, a little of both. I'd say we go. We're not radical unschoolers, but right. you know, just because both of us, the the our thoughts on public school um, and how it's not really set up um, in general for the way people learn, and uh, that we try and make it much more about when we release them into the world as adults, what's the best we can give them to survive, and mm-hmm. not only survive but excel. You know, what can we give them to be extraordinary, to be world changers? And, you know, we I spend a lot of time reading you know, Entrepreneur Magazine and uh, looking at the people who really are these figures that think completely outside the box. How did they get there? What were some of the things that drove them there? And it's easy to find. You can find a lot of um, big people in culture who really made a mark. And it's because they think very differently and they just went out in the world and, and had a passion, you know, Albert Einstein or um, Isaac Newton, or even some of the contemporaries. You, know, you think about, um, oh, who's the guy? Virgin Atlantic. Um, mm. The, the CEO of that, you know? Yeah, I know. So there, Richard Branson. So Richard Thank Branson. Um, yes. Yeah, so there, you know, you, you look at how they got there. It wasn't because oh, I was a straight A student in public school and I yeah. sat in my chair and I listened to lecture and I did my homework. <laughs> right. Well, it, none of those stories are like that. So that's, that's really kind of what we shoot for, but I'd say it leans much closer towards unschooling just because we're trying to break them of that habit of you only learn between eight in the morning and oh, right. three in the afternoon. And then in the summer you stop learning. And, mm-hmm. you know, so we, we try and make it more of a, whatever you're doing, Put your passion into it. Yeah. Use your logic and reason and, you know, push yourself forward. So 
Very awesome. cool. Are you also doing, um, as far as teaching them how to read, when, when you got little ones learning how to read, do you use a curriculum for that, or you just stick with reading? Or um, We just do general reading. Um, mm-hmm. My uh, my oldest three are ravenous readers. I mean, they have been for years, and so um, my father-in-law is fantastic. He bought both of my older, uh, my older two Kindles like when they were relatively new mm-hmm. and said to them, you've got a book allowance every month. I will give you this dollar amount every single month. And any books you want, I'll buy them for you. Awesome. So it's and so they've they just chew through anything they can get their hands on. <laughs> and so with my with my younger two, uh, with my boys, well, I guess not my two of my younger three, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we've just kind of getting them into physical books now. Um, uh, my ten year old, we're getting we got him um, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, and mm-hmm. he's going through that. It's kind of the kid version of it, but. Uh-huh. Going through that, and he's doing a cool little poster board on it. So for them, it's really just what are you interested in? What kind of stuff do you like? He likes survival and and uh, going out in nature and living alone. So we are planning next of kind of going through some of the Jack London stuff. Um, oh, good stuff! Yeah, yeah like all of the wild. Some of my favorites. Yeah. Age, so, um, but we don't really do a lot of. We do some like you know phonics or some. Uh, writing programs and a few, but we really just use what pieces we like. Uh-huh. There's no curriculum that we've, we really beginning to end every piece of it. We put them through right. as a system more, whatever bits and pieces work. That's what we go with. Right. Right. Take what you like and leave the rest. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So what about math? That I know my, our listeners are going to want to know about that too. How do you guys do uh, math? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's always a big thing <laughs> it's hard um, yeah. it's hard it's it really is um you know it's always been a struggle for us uh, that math's been a tough one uh-huh. um, it, it was never a passion for me uh even being in the science fields I, I knew it was a requirement you sort of had to have it and mm. neither is my wife she never really liked it too much but she's mm. a little bit better at at going through it than I am. So for our older ones, which is the hardest because they're going through geometry and algebra two right now, uh-huh. um, which is tough. So she's putting kind of putting them through it. We always go through the struggles of the typical, you know, times tables and, oh, yeah. uh, you know, that struggle, but really it's just a matter of bringing math up in everyday life. So, um, all my kids, except my oldest, they really like to cook with me. So we, mm. You know, here, you you do the measuring. We're going to double this recipe. So how many tablespoons is this? How many um, cups is this? And and use it everywhere we can. So it doesn't feel like, okay, it's time to sit down and do math. Right, right. Because that's where they're like, I don't want to do it. Yeah. I hate this, you know, because that's the closest we get to what typical traditional school is like. Yeah. So as many places as we can find to sort of plug it in and teach them to do it just as normal uh, part of our everyday learning, that's what we try and do. But it's always hard because it's not our natural right, yeah. inclination anyway. So That is always yeah. hard when it's a topic that, that you're not drawn to. No, I've, yeah. I've actually, writing is not my thing. And so I'm actually looking into a program to farm it out for my daughter because I think she'd actually do really well if she had somebody who was good at it. Because <laughs> I, I like yeah. to write. I just don't know how to explain it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, we have some really good curriculum that we found, but they don't, unless you have a person sitting right there that can explain the why of that sentence is awkward because da da da, 
it's really hard to explain for me. So, yeah. Yeah. So. There's some good writing programs. We actually yeah. have found some decent writing programs out there. We, uh, we played around with one recently on, um, nonfiction writing, which is a whole different realm. You know, it's, uh, uh, not quite the same as just writing stories or things like right, that. So yeah. we have found some that help explain a little bit about that. But um, both my wife and I write quite a bit, and we are we <clears throat> we have an appreciation for the structure of a sentence. There so, you go. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes us a nerd, then so be it. But yeah, there um, you go. <laughs> um, hey, but we love that. So. Now. <laughs> Yeah, it's cool to be a geek and a nerd now. It is. <laughs> it is. I feel like I missed a generation though, because it was not cool when I was I a know, kid. Right? Exactly. <laughs> it's all the rage now. It is. <laughs> all the cool kids are doing it. Yeah, <laughs> they're all geeks now. <laughs> You're a geek if you don't know computers now. Like a negative, the negative connotation if you don't know computers and, and yes. technology and stuff now. You know. <laughs> So, very, very cool. So you were saying that you and your wife are working on some kind of a curriculum right now, I think, that you wanted to talk about. Yeah, actually, it's 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 weird how it came up. I um, when we when we went to Georgia, when we moved uh, kind of midstream and we went up there, it, it was kind of a topic we came up with doing things for our group up there. Um, I like graphic design. I like to write. And as I mentioned, you know, science. So I started putting together just some workbooks for the group to use and things that we would use on field trips or groups, uh, group classes. I would teach botany or ecology or something like that. And I just did it for fun. Well, when we moved back to Florida about six or seven years ago, actually seven years ago now, um, I kind of said to my wife, I said, you know, I want a job that's kind of like homeschooling. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be homeschooled, right? So. Um, <laughs> I don't like going into that same structure. So we, we, we toyed around with a lot of different ideas, um, but it really fell down to was I mapped out what are the things we love to do? What are the things that give us passion, that motivate us every day to get up and go out and do something extraordinary? And I made a, a list. I looked at, you know, we looked at all the things that that could be translated to or what, what are things that people want to do? And it came down to, look, we love doing this, this curriculum stuff. And it really was science. I love doing science. And I love <laughs> teaching kids science. So I, I started uh, about two years ago with nothing and uh, don't have much more now, but um, <laughs> just decided I wanted to start doing these workbooks and uh, these curriculum for kids to do to get them outside, get their hands dirty, and really find that same kind of passion for learning. Um, and so I, I started a company called KidQuest Science Adventures. Um, and my first book I wrote, it was excruciatingly painful just because it was it took so long to do. And it was <laughs> so many iterations. It was never perfect. But what was fun about it is all the way through the kids would be testing it out. So writing these activities and writing this workbook, we'd go to the zoo, they'd all run through it and we'd see, Oh, that was way too much. That's not going to work. We got to cut that back. Um, or they love this more than anything. Let's expand that more and do more with it. So I published the zoo book about a year and a half ago. Um, I'm almost done with, uh, my next book, which is uh, all about bugs called bugging around. And my plan is just to keep going with topics, you know, anything the kids like, anything that we, we want to do, uh, start writing more of these. And it's just, it's really started from our attempt to what can we do to get the kids excited and having fun about doing science that it doesn't, again, feel like you're sitting down to a desk yeah. uh, mm -hmm. to do something. Um, and can we make a living out of that? So mm -hmm. we're, 
not making a living out of that yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, not even close, but it's, it's something we enjoy looking at. And so I've, I see that kind of entrepreneurial spirit very similar to what homeschoolers uh, like us look at when it comes to education. Uh-huh. It's that what's next? What can we do? Uh, what are the million possibilities that are out there? And then chase it. And, and so that's what we're trying to do with this. Um, you know, we've got a convention. You guys had Mary Beth uh, on your oh, yeah. podcast recently. Uh-huh. So she started that. Uh, um, uh, she's got a conference coming up in Atlanta. So we're going to be a vendor there. Cool. But, uh, you know, we're looking where else can we expand to kind of get this uh, going. And um, it's been a blast. I, I have to say that the, the best part about it for me, I, I've had the zoo book out for a little while. I've had people literally from all over the world because it's a digital download right now mm-hmm. and you print it yourself and use it. Um, I've had people from all over the world use it. South Africa, oh, wow. Australia, California, Los Angeles Zoo. I had a couple of people that took it there and they send me pictures of their kids using it and running around the zoo and doing these activities. How cool. That blows me away. That's the yeah. number one thing uh, that I love about it. So I'm, I'm really excited to get the bug one going because it's a, definitely a lot of go out in your yard and here are things to do. And um, so that, that kind of pushes us forward. And, and the last six, nine months or so, uh, we've really tried to kick it into a high gear and any free moment we have going out and uh, trying to promote it, trying to get it going. Because um, yeah. heck, it would kind of be like we were homeschooled now. So <laughs> Yeah. So how are you promoting it then? I'm just curious because I'm trying to write some stuff to you. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's tough. We're trying, we're reaching out to homeschool bloggers and uh-huh. offer free copies and a contest, you know, if they want to give away a free copy. Um, the biggest feedback we've gotten recently, I have a, actually have a Facebook uh, page that has, um, yeah, I'm at about 670 fans right now. So um, not too many, but it's building. And Asking, you know, what what else, uh, what are things you're looking for? What do you like? Um, and a lot of it has really just been trying to get out to uh, other homeschoolers, other groups, uh, other places that can do reviews and mm-hmm. test it out and kind of spread the word. So um, I do eventually want to. I've, I've been in contact with a, a local school principal and even talked about using the stuff that we're doing for field trips. So mm. even private, public schools, charter schools, being able to use some of this stuff. Yeah. When they do um, uh, an outing or a field trip, because it's beneficial to any kid and it doesn't have to be a homeschooling family. And we, we try and right. market to that, that even if your kids go to public school, sure. you're going to zoo on a Saturday or you want to go out in your yard and uh, play around with bugs. Here's some extra stuff and it's it's relatively cheap. So um, any kids we can get to get excited about science and get excited to go out and, and uh, do it. I mean, that's what we're trying to do. So that's awesome. cool. So you just yeah. have the one, the zoo copy right now then, and there'll be more to come. Yeah. The zoo actually has two books. There's the uh, the student workbook. So there's uh, activities and uh, information, all kinds of stuff. Uh-huh. And then there's a parent guide with it. Uh-huh. So you don't have to know anything about zoology or biology or, or animals. It you can um, you, all comes together. So when you buy it, you buy both copies together. They come with it. And then there's how to uh, explain the activities. There's further resources, other things you can do, um, which is really, for me, one of the things I wanted to push is there's a lot of uh, our friends, other homeschooling parents who said, we don't know a lot about science. We're nervous about it. I don't know Mm -hmm. how to teach it. I'm not a science person. So I wanted to give them something that made it easy for them uh, to get their kids excited about it. So it walks through everything and it gives them some further explanation, other resources. So um, so it's two two books that you get 
when you go through that for now. And the same thing with the bug book. And all of them are laid out so that it's here's research you can do before you go. Mm-hmm. Here's stuff you do out in the field. And then here's follow up activity to kind of reinforce. it. Very cool. Awesome. I'm liking your graphics, too. I'm looking on your site right now. <laughs> do you make your own graphics? These are really cute. <laughs> Yeah, it's all mine. It's wow, mine. and I love and I do a lot of photography too. Um, so all of the animal pictures and that kind of stuff are are mine as well. So, oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. I love it. So and we do it together. So as I've gotten a new camera, I pass on my camera to my next kid, and oh, neat. Uh, we all go out and do photo safaris or uh, photo scavenger hunts. We do a lot of that. So, huh? Very yeah. very cool. Yes, and it's very affordable. It's only $4, so I will definitely we will be sticking this link in the show notes. So anybody who wants to go check that out can go check that out in our show notes, which will be – actually, I can't say what number it will be yet because I'm not sure what episode number this will be, <laughs> but we will be publishing that when it gets out. <laughs> and while you're there at the show notes checking out the link so you can pick up your own copy, you might want to check out the raffle copter so you can win your own copy of Wild at the Zoo. Thanks so much for letting us give that away, Jason. I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. No problem. Any uh, any chance I can I can have to give away a free copy? I, I generally do. <laughs> awesome. So uh, we'd like to thank you, Jason, for joining us today. We really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. Yes, thank you. Yes. Oh, thank you. So if you'd like to join us for a day in the life homeschooler like Jason has, we would love to hear from you. So please feel free to visit our website and drop us a note or a voicemail and let us know. Yes, that would be wonderful. We're going to try to get as many as possible. It's really neat to be able to see lots of variety of of different different ways. It's nice it's nice especially for the newcomers that are not sure what homeschooling looks like to be able to get a vast array of of you know what it looks like because homeschooling certainly you know you talk to 20 different homeschoolers you get 20 different stories so oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so we like to get lots and lots of of various stories to be able to to give a, a broader picture so yes yes and thank you so much jason this was really fun that's awesome thank you guys so much i can't tell you how much i appreciate it thanks great thanks. okay bye-bye <laughs> all right bye-bye <laughs> So we hope you guys liked our Day in the Life interviews with Jason, Veronica, and Emer from Ireland. And uh, if you're interested in being interviewed for a Day in Life interview, drop us a line. We are moms at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. And we're always looking for more interesting interviews, more different people to interview. Uh, And now it's time for Books of the Week. What have you guys been reading, Becky? Well, together we are still working on Magic by Angie Sage. That's the first book in the Septimus Heap series, and we are almost done with it. Mm. Um, At one or two chapters a day, four days a week, it's taking quite a while to finish. Uh, But you guys are enjoying it. Yes, everyone is enjoying it. Even Dean, which is kind of funny. He doesn't get to listen to all of it because often he's gone to work by the time we start. But um, <laughs> when he's here, he's he's uh, listening. And he's even requested that I read a second chapter sometimes when he's here. So cool. that's fun. And let's see. Danny's not really reading anything at the moment. She's been really super focused on knitting and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. we're in kind of a, a reading lull. But we will get back to it soon, I'm sure. And she's always reading something for her language arts program. So, like, um, we're just getting ready to start People of the Sparks. Or People of Sparks, not People of the Sparks. People of Sparks, which is the second book in the City of Ember series. Um, I'm super looking forward to that. And um, so I just finished a really cute book called Please Don't Tell My Parents I'm a Supervillain by Richard (laughs) Roberts. It is a, a, yes, it is a young adult novel. I originally downloaded it for Danielle, but she wasn't interested in it. But I went ahead and read it, and it's really super cute. Cool. Yeah, I, I 
highly recommend it. Um, it's a really cute book, and and there's nothing really inappropriate or anything like that in it, so it's kind of awesome. Cool. And I read um, Lock In by John Scalazzi, um, which is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> John Scalazzi is a really good author. He writes a lot of really cool geeky novels, and this is one of them. And then I listened to a fantastic audio drama version of Dracula by Bram Stoker. And um, it, I got it through Audible. And it, um, it has Tim Curry in it and Alan Cumming. And um, it's a full cast, which sometimes it's difficult to listen to an audiobook that has a full cast. Like The Hobbit, like for instance, would be a very difficult book to listen to because there are so many characters. But the nice thing about Dracula is because it's written in chapters and each chapter is a letter by this person or a journal entry by this person, oh. makes it really easy to keep track of who's talking all the time. Because at the very beginning of the chapter, they say... Uh, journal entry by Mina Harker and then <laughs> Mina Harker starts talking so it makes it super easy to follow and it, it's just amazing listening to it with a full cast like that very cool is that a, a kid's version too or is that a no it's the actual the it's actual. the yeah it's the full version of Dracula so there are definitely parts of it that aren't kid friendly uh, okay good to know yeah but it's really good so for adults definitely recommend it even if you've read Dracula which of course I've read Dracula before it was still really cool to listen to it Mm, yeah. What about you guys? What have you been reading? Not not very much either. We've slowed down a lot. I mean, we read every night together for bedtime, seven days a week. So um, that has been keeping on. Let's see. We finished The Timekeeper's Moon and The Skeleton's Knife by Johnny Sensel. Those were the second and third books in the Far Walkers series. Really love that trilogy. That was very, very well written. As I've said before, the... The first book had some, in a, well, I wouldn't say inappropriate, inappropriate for little kids. It had some har pretty harsh um, graphic violence in it. Um, not not consistently, but enough to where it, you want to pre-screen it if you have little kids um, or sensitive children or, you're, you know, that's something that you are concerned with. But, um, but we really, really liked it and it had a great wrap-up. I love it when a trilogy wraps up in a way that you feel pretty good about how it ended, you know. That's always nice. And then we moved on to the Wiz Pop Chocolate Shop, which <laughs> was not very good. <laughs> and it had such, it sounded so good. It's by uh, Kate Saunders, and it was truly horrible. Uh, <laughs> the kids liked it. I mean, they, you know, they don't care if things are well written. But I, to go from the Far Walkers trilogy, which was so well written, I mean, just really good quality writing and wonderful character development and plot development and to into just really shoddy workmanship yeah. <laughs> and it was just sad so i was like are we done with this book yet luckily it was short so <laughs> <laughs> but i had i had checked it out to see if tiaran wanted to, to read it and he had thought he was going to read it and he never got around to it so i'm like well we're in between series let's pick this up and oh boy i was glad when it was over but we moved into another book that actually we're enjoying um, and we're almost done with it. I think we only have maybe one or two nights left because we usually read for half an hour to an hour every night before bedtime. And um, The Boy of the Painted Cave by Justin Denzel. Very cute book. Um, it's set in Stone Age time and it's a, it's a Stone Age boy and his wolf dog. And there are mammoths and it's very cool. And it's all about living at what, you know, somebody thought it might have been like. And um, he's uh, a, a kid who 
likes to draw, but it's taboo to draw. You're not supposed to draw. It's like brings in evil spirits and stuff. And um, so, yeah, it's there's only the chosen ones that are allowed to do the drawing and that that the cave paintings and those are done to. Obviously, this is all conjecture. Nobody really knows <laughs> how it actually went since we all we have is pictures from those times. But um, it's it's very interesting to, to think about that that may have been may have been something like that. So it's pretty it's pretty cool. They have the um, the chosen ones are the ones that um, they paint the the herd. So when the deer are coming back, migrating back, then they do like these paintings to kind of encourage the the hunt, you know, to be able uh-huh. to, so that they can all eat. <laughs> and it's supposed to be, you know, um, a good thing to, to draw in the, the herds. So, um, so yeah, I'm curious to see how they're going to end this. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's been very, very interesting. So I have no idea what we're going to read next. Normally I have things lined up, but no idea. So I'm going to have to start digging around and see what I want to read next. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Maven, who's almost 14, just finished reading Talking to Dragons. Well, no, she didn't just finish it, but the last book that she finished reading was Talking to Dragons by Patricia C. Reed. And that was the end of a series, I believe. And I don't remember the series right now, but you can look that up. Um, Talking to Dragons. And, um, she's not reading anything right now because she is so involved in, for a while it was finger knitting, then she was cross-stitching a Dalek that she got the pattern online and making things for her Dr. Who party and um, you name it. She's like bounced around all these different projects lately. She has just been uh, just creating fiend lately. (laughs) (laughs) She hasn't had any interest in reading lately. So she hasn't been reading anything. And again, Tieran not interested in reading anything lately at all, except when I make him read for, homeschool work <laughs> yeah then he's like do i have to read i'm like oh give me a break <laughs> i know because it's such a chore i know and it's not like i pick boring books either i mean i i pick pretty good books so we have a lot of really good nonfiction picture books and once he gets in there and starts reading he's fine but yeah no i mean i guess i should write down the books that they're reading um for the read station but um i didn't write any of those down so maybe next time i'll try to remember to write those down because there's been quite a few really good um of those books that they've read recently that um, they were telling Maven has been sharing some of the information that she learned about. It's pretty cool. It's pretty interesting. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, uh, me, I wasn't reading anything for a long time. It's been a month since we recorded last. And now just in the last week, maybe week and a half, I finally have had it for a while on my iTunes account, but I finally started listening to the fellowship of the ring. J.R.R. Tolkien. Tolkien. Did they say Tolkien? I see I here both. Tolkien. Yeah, I hear both being pronounced at different times. So, But anyway, I was really enjoying it, and then it got boring, and now I'm hoping it's actually getting better again. So we'll see. I'm like, uh, and I went into Goodreads to see what other people were saying, and like, you know, almost everybody is four and five stars. It's fabulous. But every once in a while, there's a one or two star, somebody going, it's so boring. And I'm like, okay, I'm not the only one. So <laughs> the details, and you know, it's not... It's not like I don't read books that have too many details because goodness knows Victor Hugo is the master of (laughs) excessive details. And I had to wade my way through the unabridged version of Les Mis. I actually love Les Mis. It's like my number one favorite book of all times. But there were like huge sections that were incredibly boring because he just described everything. I mean, really too much. (laughs) It even says in the beginning of some of his chapters, this has nothing to do with anything, but I'm going to go in and describe it anyway. (laughs) I'm going to 
going to make you listen. Anyways. It's like, yeah. And I, but I, but I'm so OCD about it. I can't just skip over. I would skim it, but I can't just skip it. You know, I can't just skip, skip, skip. Cause I'm yeah. afraid I'm going to miss something important. So, right. Oh, I hate that. But I did read the entire book. So I know I, this is nothing compared to that. <laughs> I will make it through it. But, um, <laughs> If it doesn't pick up again soon, <laughs> I'm like, I think they lost me when they started talking about um, Tom Bomb- Everybody Bomba. Hates, everybody whatever. hates Tom Bombardier. Yeah, Bomba hate Tom. him. Oh, my yeah, God. Every, that entire part was like, please stop. <laughs> yeah, nobody okay. knows what his point is yeah. and what he, what in the world is going on with him. Okay, and yeah, good. No, everybody so hates that, that part. That's why they left him out of the movies because oh, nobody liked him. And then I even went into Wikipedia to find out, oh, please tell me I don't have to deal with him again. And he's like all throughout the series. Good God. I'm going to have to like, I'm listening to the audiobook, So it's not as easy to skip. <laughs> you can't really skim very well. Not so, super well now. Yeah. So anyway, well, now that I know that maybe I'll, I, I'll just, I, I just kind of, when I'm multitasking, when I'm listening to the story, sometimes I only half listen when it gets boring like that. <laughs> just like, do, do, do. I'll put it in one and a half times speed. So it it's kind of moves faster. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Well, that's good to know. I, I am a little bit, uh, um, bored already with how long everything seems to take and their journey is so dang long but you know I liked how it started it was a pretty good start so it was already in, more interesting to me than The Hobbit so we'll see <laughs> so and I like these kind of books it's not like I don't like fantasy that's like my number one genre of choice is fantasy books so yeah but anyway we'll see so I will report next uh, next episode I'm sure I will have finished it so we'll see I'm kind of living through it so yeah so anyway that is what we've been reading and not very much (laughs) (laughs) well speaking of books if you're planning on purchasing any of the books just mentioned from Amazon or Audible please consider clicking through our affiliate links in the sidebar on our website at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com We have links to Amazon, Audible, Discount School Supply, Click, and more. And it won't cost you anything extra, and it helps support the show. Yep. So let's see. Now it's time for our links of the week. Becky, what have you got for us? I have a website called stemmom.org. That's STEM, S-T-E-M, which as anyone who has been reading anything in education recently knows, stands for science, technology, engineering, and math, which um, is like the focus of a lot of educational reforms right now getting more science, technology, engineering, and math into schools. And um, she has an awesome website that has all sorts of great um, STEM-related activities and that kind of thing in it. Um, And she has this really, really cool thing here. It's called Engineering Spy Girls. Hmm. Yes. I'm intrigued. Yes. So um, you go to this Engineering Spy Girls, and it's already – the real-time thing has already been completed because I had no idea it even existed until (laughs) it was already over. But – you go in and um, you go on missions, okay? Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? I take it back. She has a guest post about Engineering Spy Girls, but the actual Engineering Spy Girls is on a different website. But that's okay because I will put links to both because actually okay. both of them were listed for my links of the week, and then I found it on the 
I found the Engineering Spy Girls on the STEM Mom, so I went, oh, I just have to talk about STEM Mom, and then I'll have the Engineering Spy Girls too. But <laughs> it actually, Engineering Spy Girls is from learningthingsonthefly.com. Okay. But I will put both links in. So I have two links of the week this week. That's fine. So you, you um, go in, and they have um, different um, missions that you can do. Okay, and all 10 missions are already up because, as I said, the real-time thing is already over. But you can still do the missions. Mm -hmm. So you uh, get a pack of index cards and you have to build a bridge that can span a certain amount of space and hold up a certain amount of weight. And um, you can share with the website how you did that and you can get prizes, which the prizes are printables um, that go into um, a mission book. You get like a mission book and you get um, a badge and you get, you know, stickers that go in your mission book and stuff like that when you complete the mission. So there's 10 missions total. It just looked like a really super cute idea for getting girls interested in engineering. Very cool. And um, I thought it would be fun to share. And in addition, um, the STEMmom.org has tons and tons of great science related um, projects and things on her website. I am intrigued by her first post that popped in. Well, the first post that I saw when I came to the site. Failure is totally an option. I love yes. <laughs> Failure is an option. I have That's, to yeah. read this later when I'm not multitasking. There you go. <laughs> so check it out. Um, STEMmom.org. And then also um, learningthingsonthefly.com. Both uh, both are awesome websites, and Learning Things on the Fly up right up in the right hand corner has Engineering Spy Girls. Very cool. So check it out. What about you? Well, I have been going to the Artful Parent. Actually, it's ArtfulParent.com for quite some time now, and I finally realized that I have never used it as I my uh, link of the week. So here we go. It is fabulous. There is. A bajillion cool, and that's a real word, you know. (laughs) It is now. It is now. Projects, art projects, uh, everything you could possibly imagine. I have pulled so many cool projects from this woman's site. Um, I am on a bunch of different uh, Facebook groups that post. I see her posts all the time from other people sharing her, her projects. And I have used quite a few of her projects. And every time I go looking for a specific type of project, it always comes up with an artful parent project. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, cool. I like her. She has cool projects. And like she has like a bunch of just melting beads projects. Like she's really into melting beads. And we did. I think I may have mentioned. I don't know. I think I mentioned in another uh, episode that we had done this recently. Not not the. um. Not the fuse beads. This is where you take like um, pony beans and you uh, melt them in an oven. Oh. She actually started doing it in her barbecue because the fumes are so bad. And it was, Lovely. oh, Lordy, it was bad. <laughs> I have to, uh, I'm thinking of taking my toaster oven outside next time if we do it, uh, if I can get something small enough that will fit in it. Um, but anyway, we did it in pie tins. I don't think that would fit in there, but I'll find something smaller. But, um, Anyway, it's very cool. There's like, she's really into melting beads, but that's not anywhere near all that she does. There's, oh, so many. Um, She's got a whole series of fall projects, which is definitely worth looking at right now. And it looks like, looking at her site right now, that there's a bunch of Halloween type stuff in there too. So um, definitely worth checking out. Any kind of project you could possibly imagine, she's probably got in here. And she does such a good job of taking pictures. I love 
going to blogs that have such great step-by-step tutorials with the photos of what you do each step and oh, then yes. a whole bunch of pictures of her kids having done it. And she's got kids. Uh, I think she seems to have little kids. But a lot of her projects still appeal to the older kids. I mean, the melting beads was easy for, I mean, you could tell from watching her kids do it and her tutorial um, works for little ones. But my nearly 14-year-old totally got into that because, you know, just give them a bigger pan and more beads and they can get even more creative with it, you know? Right. So very, very cool website. In fact, there's more than just projects. It looks like she's got how to create a kid's art space that will get used. I have to, haven't read that yet. That looks really cool. And, and here's a blog post about how she finally learned how to use her DSLR camera. <laughs> <laughs> Someday I may get a DSLR camera and I would love to, I would love to be able to learn more about that. So she's got more than just projects on here, but she's most known. Oh, here's one called the art of strewing. Now there's an unschooling thing. Yes, it is. Um, but anyway, she's got all kinds of really, really cool, uh, projects on there. So, I mean, I, on my Pinterest, uh, homeschooling arts and crafts board, there's a ton by the artful parents. <laughs> <laughs> so highly recommend checking her out next time you want some kind of a creative project to do. Awesome. Yeah. So now is the time we'd like to give some recognition to our listeners. Uh, The first thing we'd like to share with you is an email that we received. The subject was, your sponsors should thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It says, hi, Becky and Tina. I just want to let you know that almost every time you interview a curriculum writer, I become so curious about their offerings that I just have to buy something from them to try. (laughs) Love the show, Robin. Well, thank you, Robin. And I'm sure that our sponsors and our interviewees all would very much appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. I hope... I hope that's true of more people, too. Yes. And from iTunes, we have, I don't know how you say this, Stiog? Stieg? Stog? I am. Uh, I'm sure that it's probably not anything near what I just said. But anyway, you know who you are. Says, (laughs) lots of useful information for both the new and seasoned homeschooler. I love this podcast. I'm in research mode in anticipation of homeschooling next year. And these ladies have given me so much useful information about curriculum, scheduling, books, and other homeschooling resources. I enjoy listening to their podcasts on my daily walks as well as while cooking dinner and cleaning up, which makes the drudgery of those tasks bearable. Thank you, Tina and Becky, for taking the time to provide listeners with such valuable information and for allowing us to peek into your lives by listening to your chit-chat. And if you want only content and no chit-chat, Tina provides a time code at the beginning of the podcast so you can skip it. Your show notes and list of links are invaluable. I know how much time maintaining just one blog and Facebook page requires, and you both run multiple high-quality blogs, Facebook pages, and groups, and the podcast. Thank you for all you do, and please don't stop. Thank you. <laughs> Thank oh, my you. goodness. That is very, very sweet. Yes, we do do far too much, don't we? <laughs> we do. We really do. And I don't know if I'd say high-quality just because I don't update my stuff regular just for the fact that I don't update it I don't feel like it's high enough quality I I feel exactly the same way I'm so terrible at updating Uh, I wish I had more time I really do but you know you know you have all of you guys know how it goes so I I I feel good in that knowing that you guys all are going through it with us and you understand (laughs) exactly so but we keep trying we keep trying exactly yeah very fun so I think that about covers it was that everything I think so all right So if you like our show, please leave us a review on iTunes and tell your friends all about us. 
for links to resources shared in this episode and to view notes on all of our shows, you can visit us on the web at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com. And you can find the show notes specific to this episode at SavvyHomeschoolMoms.com forward slash 48. And while you're on the site, you can drop us a note or a voicemail and let us know if you have any ideas for show topics or guests. Well, goodbye, everyone. Have a great week and come back and take a break with us again next time. Yep. Goodbye. Bye. Um, we do enroll, uh, enrollment classes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Learn how to be enrolled. Uh, and I'm... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, homeschooling. No, not homeschooling. Redo. <laughs> Lydia, who is our fellow... Fellow. Like we're belly dancers. <laughs> God, I can't talk today. <laughs> so today we are happy to be joined by... a. See, I've already messed up. <laughs> I was trying to think of what word I was like. A friend, a follower, a <laughs> listener is the word I was looking for, but that started coming out. I don't know. <laughs> All right, let me try that again. Take two. <laughs> Becky and I are echoing. You're not, but Becky, Be- Becky, yeah. Becky. <laughs> I have a new name, Becky. And um, so. I have no idea what I'm going to say, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm usually really good with transitions, but today I'm just not doing so hot.